This week, we get Clark Ashton Smith by way of H.P. Lovecraft through the lens of Lucio Fulci as we discuss the 1981 cult classic, The Beyond. Did we lose you, Eddie? What happened? He's muted. Did he go into the beyond? Did his eyes just go white? (sighs) No, the damn... I hate this thing. Here we go. The Beyond. And then I hit the thing for the music. (laughs) There we go. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always is the giggling bookstore clerk, Tim Yobo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very good. What's up, everybody? I am doing... Happy almost Christmas. Happy almost Christmas? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Who yeah. knows when somebody's going to re-listen to this episode? They could be listening happy, to it around December. Yeah, right? yeah. Happy, hey, happy bat mitzvah to you and yours. And joining us, Tim Yobo, because we are never going to be alone on this journey, is the newly minted Union Librarian taking a two-hour lunch break. It's Candace. <laughs> Woo! Union's for the How win. are you doing, Candace? Doing great. Tired. So is I'm it against good. Union rules if somebody says actually beside you at your job? I can make it a rule. <laughs> Wait until I become an officer in the union. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, an officer and a gentle woman. But we are not alone. We are joined as well by host of the Grindbin podcast, Wishmaster Expert, and the Dickie we've all been waiting for, Bobby Trippett. How are you doing today, good sir? Oh, I am facing the sea of darkness and all therein that may be explored, guys. Oh, I'm having a great time here. Oh, thank you so much for having me on this episode. Oh, thank you so much. Would not exist if it wasn't for you, because you know, I was crying and kicking my feet and throwing a fit because I didn't want to do Giallo movies because I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And I made that mm-hmm. uh, I made that wonderful joke about the Beyond being a Giallo film, and everybody, everybody well, lost. Everyone their loved that joke. Fucking minds. <laughs> Imagine that. A woman makes a take about a movie on the internet. It's not even a take. It was a joke. It was a joke. People don't have any sense of humor on the internet about shit like that, Candace. I doubled down tonight, though. I was like, I was like, I shouldn't say this because why am I stirring up the shit? But I'm going to. So, you know, I tweeted. I was like, oh, getting ready to talk about the greatest giallo of all time. And then I picked a picture of the Beyond poster. Yeah, because I love me. Up for it. I, Admittedly, so, I I messaged Candace and was like, "I'm going to need an explanation here." <laughs> yeah, even you, Bobby. I mean, you knew I, I was I, making a joke, but you were still like, no, whoa, I didn't. "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, see, Candace, when people <laughs> I had no to you, idea, it's hard it for them to tell that you're making a joke. Think yeah, about the, how much harder problem it is, is reading your jokes. Yeah, the, the problem internet. is usually jokes are funny. You just said oh. a thing that you didn't mean. Mm, like the Godfather <laughs> is boring. I thought that I thought that when I went like, uh, "Hey." Everybody don't everybody just agree with me, don't debate. I thought that the sheer ridiculousness the ridiculousness of it was enough to let people know that I wasn't being serious. Oh, God. 
How long have you well, been that... on the internet, Canvas? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Tim. Uh, just keep so open. One day, we are doing get... a full month of. At first, I was saying Jallo movies, but I'm throwing that out the window. We are doing Jallo and movies by Jallo filmmakers. There we go. We're doing Italian movies. That's what we're doing. We're doing doing Italian movies. We're going to Italy for a month. Yeah, yeah. We're we're headed out to Italy. We're studying abroad. Bloody Bitch International. We're coming to New York, though. (laughs) Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> That's coming up next week, Tim. Uh, I've never gotten further than fifteen minutes. The scene on the ferry—that's when I turn that movie off every time I try to watch it. Is it? But why? Because I'm sorry, the fucking voice is just. I like. I can't, I by can't the way, that fucking voice. By the way, I like Tim. That that you get offended by people's voices of all people. So that tells you how bad it is, right? That's really the pot calling the kettle black. I'm kidding, Jim. I love your voice. Um, so we uh, we're doing a month of Italian movies, but before before we get into that, Bobby, and thank you so much for joining us. We like to do a little segment at the beginning of our show called "What Have You Been Consuming," and that could be literally anything. You could be huffing poppers out behind a dumpster somewhere for fun. You could be drinking Mad Dog 2020. You could be <laughs> watching a movie, listening to an album, or I don't Painting know. Painting a picture. Well, Any that's not consuming. Anything. That's creating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize no, we but were... that image might be consuming you, and that's why you have to get That's true. Paint, that is right? very true. So I'm going to throw it out there. First of all, I think I'm going to go to you, Candace, because you're the most opinionated and willing to talk of all of us. <laughs> what have you Man, been consuming? I don't know how we still have an audience when you added me. <laughs> okay. So I have been consuming Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've consumed it for the past, like, oh, four hours before we started recording. <laughs> I did not okay, stop playing it. Have you had your moment of withdrawing Excalibur? Yes. Yes, I got past that part. Yes. <laughs> How did that feel? Oh, it felt great. And I love the part where <laughs> the people transform that he's fighting. And he's like, do you guys see that? Oh. And the other people in the party are like, see what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what what's your what 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 do you want to tell us about Yakuza Like a Drag? It's it, better than Grand Theft Auto. That's what she's going to say. Watch. It's the it's the disclaimer that it's not like the other Yakuza games because it's a turn based RPG, and the other Yakuza no, games yeah. are beat 'em ups. Well, they're not beat 'em ups, but you know, they're they're like uh, active combat. You're like punching and stuff. And this one, they're closer you know, to like a uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Stylized action. And this one's a turn-based RPG, and that's what I was in the mood for. And this was in my backlog mm. since it first came out. So I was like, sure, let's start it. Man, I'm so sad that I waited so long. Because you get to see grown men in diapers. And you learn right. you learn lessons about parenting because of it. You get so to... that made you happy, Candace? That you got to finally see a bunch of grown men in diapers? Well, I've seen the baby. Yeah, you'll so, remember, you know. <laughs> famously, we did that episode of The Baby together on The Grinder. Yeah, that's true. And then probably my favorite part so far was when you're cleaning up a brothel and there's these protesters outside and you <laughs> threaten to dump a bunch of cum rags on their head. Yeah. Wow. 
Damn. It's a great game. <laughs> it's a really good game. Let's get rid of those Cuba. fucking uh, abortion people. <laughs> yeah. Start throwing clinics. dead fetuses throw after, on. We're gonna throw after birth on you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be after birth in <laughs> well, an abortion clinic, Tim. But but mm-hmm. close enough. So Tim, <laughs> pre-birth. I almost am, am uh, pre-birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pre-birth. By the way. That was the B side where where Freebird took off. Tim, <laughs> I'm as pre as a birth now. <laughs> In this birth, you cannot change. Uh, so, Tim, I'm almost afraid to ask, sir. What have you been consuming this week? Uh, well, it's always been a dream of mine to go see a movie in a big theater with my dick out and not get arrested. <laughs> okay. So I went to see Morpheus this week. Morbius. Sorry, Morbius. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, after hearing the reviews, I, there's only one place in New York City where I can go that's going to be guaranteed. No that's, fucking buddy around, right? And that was uh, Tim. That might not be true, but but anyhow, go on, sir. Uh, no, it's just that, and uh, I think yeah, I think I, I, don't know, I think I said last week I finished um, the Stranger Things, which you just started, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I just finished the uh, volume one. No, you didn't. I did. You 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 finished all of the first part of this fourth no, season. No, 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 Candace, things. don't buy it because he was bitching to us about how that guy Eddie is bad representation of Eddie. So. Oh, okay. yeah. He's no, okay. There's okay. So when you go on net, uh, okay. When you go on Netflix, <laughs> it says it's season four. I've I've watched. I'll tell you, I've watched one hour in sixteen minutes or whatever of season four of Stranger okay. Things. So yeah, you've seen the first episode. Yeah, I've seen the first. It they're not episodes. It's an hour and twenty minutes. That's a movie. Oh my god! That's this movie we fucking watched this week, Candace. Well, wait until the last two ones come out because I think they're each supposed to be like over two oh hours. Oh yeah, god. yeah. They said that it's confirmed that the last episode is going to be two hours and forty minutes long. <clears throat> At the TV movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a Marvel movie. Okay. How stupid is that? Just make more episodes. What's up with what's up with that? I don't get that. Reason. I don't know. Um, so I These watched the first one of them. But whatever. This is what you've been consuming. It's not what I've been consuming. So Tim, you you watched Morbius. <laughs> you <laughs> watched Morbius. It's Morbin time. That's my joke, Candace. Don't fucking take my joke. I'll do what I want. Okay. Yeah. So what about you, uh, Bobby, now that you've heard the segment and how you don't even need to like actually care about how much effort you put into it? What have you consumed this week? Uh, let's see. I went and checked out the new Alex Garland movie. It's uh, called Dudes. And was there a uh, lot of dudes? There were tons of dudes. No, it's called Men. Uh, and I was a uh, I was a big fan of all of Alex Garland's previous stuff. You know, I loved Annihilation. I loved yeah. Ex Machina. I did too. Uh, is writing stuff too. Twenty eight days later in dread, so I was very excited. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, wow, he threw up an air ball on this one. Oh, uh, this was basically him going, "Get out of the way, dames! I'm going to tell you what the problem with men is." Whoa, really? Sounds yeah. lovely. Um, it's uh, you know, the broad strokes of it are that a uh, a woman goes and <laughs> spends a how can uh, it be broad strokes in a movie called Men? Oh, you'll see, <laughs> you'll see. Uh, a woman after getting out of an abusive relationship in about the most traumatizing way one could uh, goes and stays at a, a secluded cottage for like two weeks uh, out in the uh, the English countryside. And, okay. Uh, Never ends she starts, well. 
she starts running into weird men around town and uh and you know craziness starts to ensue and it starts to spiral out of control uh this is one of the slowest and least interesting movies i've ever seen in my life wow okay Um, so bobby could you aptly describe this as his hereditary (laughs) this is definitely (laughs) his hereditary um, what's funny is it made me think about this and I was talking to the person I went to the movies with that, uh, much like in the mid nineties, when we started getting the attempts at Pulp Fiction, mm. this was the first like big swing and a miss attempt at one of those, you know, slow intensity movies like Hereditary, like Midsummer, yeah. you know, and, uh, oh man, the one, the one fun part about it is, uh, uh, fantastic actor Rory Kinnear plays every single man in this village. Damn. So this is like his master of disguise. Like even <laughs> oh, even when God. at one point we even meet a boy who's in a schoolboy outfit and they've what? digitally they've digitally <laughs> put Rory Kinnear's head on him. This is like oh, his God. Tilda Swinton in Suspiria. It's incredible. Uh oh. incredible in how bad it goes. Well, like what um, they do in some scenes in Eleven with uh Stranger Things. There's a couple of jarring scenes and that's and that keep your eye out for Eddie. You'll see. Really? Oh, I was Will gonna do. say it, but then I forgot that Eddie hasn't seen the rest of it, so I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience might not have. So thank you. But uh but interesting oh, thing them. though is that along with all that, it doesn't pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the so lowest. wait, does she like create a split personality so she could talk about how she's not good enough for men? <laughs> oh, she uh after every major weird encounter with a man, she calls her sister and just tells her the scene we just watched. Oh. And so there's And I'm like, no, I was there. I'm so good. There's not more than two named female characters and when they talk, they they only they talk, only talk, about, talk men. about men. Yeah, that's your the ass. exact fucking um, opposite. <laughs> because uh, I looked into this, and Alex Garland had no women on this production that he no that he wrote shit. with, that he helped do the pride. I'm like, you're not the guy to tell this story about you know uh, generational trauma stemming from toxic masculinity, and you know all the points you want to make are very uh, they're like I said, very broad strokes that like aren't that you know he's not cracking this thing wide open he's just he gave you the thesis paragraph and then just reworded it 18 times so uh yeah that thanks sucks. alex yeah. it yeah. really sucks that's okay. but you so do Bobby, get to see uh, you do get to see a man give birth to a grown man so that's fun oh but it's that guy wait so wait that guy's giving birth to himself yeah they every put time little, they put his face he, on a little he, baby spoiler alert he does it like no he not a little baby they a grown man comes out of him like a vagina opens up on like, like an extra and then he yeah exactly that like guy had to explode then right yeah and like he he comes out the husk like freddie coming out of jesse's body and then it's just a, a differently haired rory Kinnear. Wow. Wow. Now you make me want to watch it for that. (laughs) So, Bobby, on a scale of one to two and a half men, what do you you give this? Oh, I just give it the half man, I think. Oh. I was able to get a half man for it. Uh, Is this uh, before or after Charlie Sheen? (laughs) It's after. It's definitely after. Uh, But, man, rough watch, guys. (gasps) Uh, But that's that's primarily what I've been consuming. Uh, Just that and a lot of edibles. Which I needed for the movie, frankly. And I wish I'd had him at the <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably, that sounds like a solid choice. You know how they have that app that's like, this is the best time to go pee during a movie? They yeah, need I, we like, need that. Oh, this man, is the best I time that to go. Doctor Strange. This is the best time to go hit your vape pen or grab an edible. <laughs> Here's during the, the approximate movie. milligrams you're going to need for this movie. 
See, I never have that problem going to movies. I mean, I haven't seen a movie in a long time, but I never remember the last time where I had to get up during a movie to take a piss. Well, you just okay. like stand up a little bit and scoot forward in your seat. That's yeah. it. And just let yeah, it stream down. Yeah, you're Scoot. in New York. Everybody just pisses <laughs> in, in the theater. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the popcorn's for. It soaks it up. <laughs> yeah, extra salty. Okay, so oh, I what about it? I saw The Northman. Oh, wow. Oh, How was okay. that? Great fucking movie. Highly recommend it. I, I think it's on Peacock now. Uh, I know there is. I it know is you on do Peacock, peacock yeah. Cock in the movie, but I don't know if it's on Peacock. You could take a peek at some cock. Peacock? Get some peeking cocks, yeah. Hey, and speaking of uh, peeking at cock, let me tell Today's you what I is. consumed this Landscaped? week. No. I consumed Crimes of the Future. Ooh, oh, how was it? Are We're you doing dying. a bonus episode on it? I am going to be doing a bonus episode on it. I'll give you my impressions of it, though, right now. It is not for everybody. What does that no mean? Kidding. I heard it's like uh, people were walking out of the movie theater. People walked. Okay. So first of all, I was literally the only person in the movie theater. I don't know. Oh, that did people you have your Jesus. <laughs> uh, not at first, <laughs> but, but uh, during, there's a scene within the first five minutes. I had to get my dick out in. See? It's yeah. a once in a lifetime opportunity. Now that COVID is um, <laughs> it's bizarre, though, because the movie's not supposed to come out until the 10th. So this is like limited, limited ass release. Oh, you, you went sure to con? You saw it, Eddie? Oh, I'm sure that I saw it. What was that, Bobby? I said you went to con? No, I didn't go to con. <laughs> I went to a theater. Um, it was by like a, a Waba Grill. So, <laughs> so it might I as think, well be con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they got one over there. <laughs> Sounds international. Um. So just general generic impressions right now. When I say it's not for everybody, if Videodrome is not your jam when you go to Cronenberg, uh, you might want to avoid. It you is a Cronenberg movie for. Yeah, I mean Cronenberg. Well, what about? Yeah. Right? Okay. I mean, it you... might be. You might not know exactly what you get. Tim. But... Tim. Eastern mm-hmm. Promises. History of Violence. Crash. Jason yeah. X. Yeah, true. Okay. All right. Well, those are the outliers. Right. This is not any of those, but I will say this. Where he used to do big set piece, crazy visuals, and then he got more into narrative storytelling later on. This kind of dovetails those two things together very nicely, but it might be the horniest Cronenberg movie ever. I don't know. I've seen Dead Ringers. It's pretty horny. Really, Candace? Candace? There's something wrong with you. All right. I was going to say crash because there's something wrong with me. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, that's see, all I, I like say. Cronenberg. I like that Cronenberg. That is my jam. Then, Candace, you need to see this. Oh, I want to. Like a Candace only screening. <laughs> that's well, pretty we much had all an that's allowed. only screening. Uh, you know what? Maybe they figured it out. Maybe they saw that I bought one ticket to this thing, and they're like, we cannot let anybody else be in the theater with him. <laughs> because we had down like the a, balls. This is Morbid Time in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was somewhere between Morbid Time, Cape Fear, and uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman All right. going on. It, it was thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's just somebody just let Cronenberg be Cronenberg. Good. 
what we need. Uh, well, what this world also, needs. Yeah, he's kind of getting old, right? So he's kind of knows this might be his last movie that he gets a chance Tim, to make for whatever he reason. He literally so addresses. He literally addresses that this is a very, very autobiographical film because a, a, a large part of the narrative of it is um, what happens when you're an artist who's aging. Huh. huh. Well, that's interesting. That does sound yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I I would say everybody needs to go see it. I'm going to do a podcast on it that is spoiler-free that will be coming out uh, this weekend. Cool. Yeah. Did you find somebody that's going to be on it with you, or are you going to do it by yourself? I'm going to do it by myself. Who's trying to get Cronenberg? <laughs> <Did you laughs> yeah. try that? Getting, getting Big Dave yeah, on okay. the show. Let me <laughs> ring him up. We covered tweeted Vigo. We covered Brandon Cronenberg. That's got to give us like props, right? Yeah, we same. have, yeah. Antiviral. Yeah, love that. Very good Yeah, movie. but we don't want Brandon on the show. Tim, I would love to have Brandon on the show. For He'd that movie, right... not for this movie, right? He'd be right up there with Uva Ball. Uh, How dare you, uh, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, as a term, hey. as a get for an interview and, for a podcast. And <laughs> speaking of... Directing-wise. And Tim, speaking Although of balls... Wolf could probably beat the shit out of him. Tim, speaking of balls, you know... There might be something going on with your balls right now. Some crimes of... Oh, I'm, I've been manscaped. I knew I was going to see a movie theater where there's nobody in. I was going to be rocking out with my cock out, so... Nice. Because this episode of the Bloody Bits Horror Show has been brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped product alert. Insert siren here. Insert siren here. I'm not going to do the siren this time. Last ooh, time I did ooh, that ooh. and people got mad because I used the amber alert siren. Uh... You asked for it. <laughs> you I asked that was for the it. Tornado and... siren. That's oh, the Amber Alert. You asked for it, and they listened. No, it's it's just because tornadoes and Amber Alerts happen so, so right. frequently. So Candace hears the Amber Alert. She starts panicking. She runs and she goes to hide. And she as she passes, she sees a little girl screaming, getting pushed in a car. She goes like, "That kid just doesn't listen to a dad and want to get away from the tornado." Well, yeah, because Tim, when she was abducted, the people who captured her just kept whenever she heard the Amber Alert, they're like, "Oh, it's a tornado. Keep hiding in the basement." Yeah, get in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of child abduction, our friends at Manscaped just brought back the, the Ultra fuck? Smooth Package. <laughs> Bobby, have you heard of the Ultra Smooth Package? Oh, man, I, I've seen a few in my time, but what's this one about? Well, this is time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave down there to go completely bare, if you want to go uh, scorched earth on your <laughs> nutsack, is what, the way I like Actually it. using lighter fluid. Yeah. Then this is what you need because you can go just fallow the, the, the soil... The seed will take no purchase, but your seed will continue taking purchase. So wait, when so, you finish it, you throw some salt on your crotch? Yeah. Yeah, like you a, rub like your nuts in salt. That's what the, that's what the manscape will do. It will make the, the 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 fur grow no longer. That's what the crop preserver is. Yeah. It's uh it's a real children of the corn 
scenario we have going on here. But no children on your nuts, please. But what you can do is uh, you can get the Ultra Smooth Package, and it's the perfect gift set. <clears throat> Tim, have you ever got a perfect get set? Hey, or Father's Day is coming up. I would love if somebody gave this to me as a gift because then I'd be like, hey, that's a, that's a kind of a hint, right? Yeah, Tim, if you, you would, would you like your child to give Turn you up, this as a gift? Uh, I don't have kids. I'll never have kids. I never want to have kids. But, I mean, I would probably prefer that than over, like, some Old Spice or some shit like that. Or Brute. Yeah, like yeah maybe, your kids are, maybe your kids are trying to, you know, get you laid. <laughs> trying to smooth things over with mom. Exactly. Oh, okay. They know the divorce no, is inevitable. I need, that's why I need that sh- uh, lawnmower, trying to smooth things over. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know the best way to smooth things over is if you go to manscape.com and use promo code bits20 that's b like buy i like it t like today s like suckers 20 bits 20 <laughs> <laughs> and you'll save 20 percent. and you'll get free shipping anywhere in the world that's anywhere from algonquin to uh, Papa New Guinea. I mean, it's Man, Papa's got Guinea. a brand new Guinea once he shaves his balls. <laughs> That's absolutely correct, Bobby. Papa's got a brand new Guinea. That's That's racist. Manscaped's uh, motto. What? Yeah, that's I, I heard that. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to say, we should send this shit over to Italy because they fucking need it over there more than any other country in the whole world, according to this movie. But. Sorry to uh, all the Italian-Americans that are listening. That's how. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that tagline, Bobby. So, Bobby, Man, you're the one. My, my dumb, wholesome ass was picturing a guinea pig. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I did what? I've been watching The Godfather, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> After this, Candace, you need to watch The Sopranos. So, no. Bobby, you you selected. Oh, God. Candace, oh no, shit. Okay, no, I did. I did enjoy The Godfather. I did, but I did mention while we were watching it, my husband was talking about the different like families and their like politics and their like turf and the rules and stuff. And I'm like, this sounds like True Blood. He was yeah, so mad. <laughs> he was so I'm, mad. I'm at mad me. at you right now too. No, Candace, I've made this point. You can't not like mafia shit if you're into all the dumb vampire werewolves. Yeah, because they're like, oh, this is the twilight. This, this he rules the turf of uh, Louisiana, and this is the queen of Arkansas. So yeah, you can't go onto their turf. <laughs> yeah, and it's it all really the same is. shit, Bobby. You nailed it. Yeah, there's that one rogue vampire who's like, we should drink the blood of little kids, and they're like, no, we'll never drink the blood of little kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we'll v, hire okay. the. Um, they also like like there's the V, which is the vampire blood, and that's their. No, those are aliens. They're running. He sleeps with the garlic. He's got a vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie. Uh, so yeah, hey Bobby, uh, we're up, doing dude? a month of Jallo movies, and you said that the Beyond is the ultimate Jallo movie. Why is that? Oh, far and away the greatest Jallo movie because, uh, as you may know, <laughs> it's Italian. <laughs> I'm just teasing. And that's no, what it takes to is, be a jello. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a movie that you have wanted to do for a while. Yes, uh, this has been a very special uh, uh, a movie near and dear to my heart since I was uh, since I was about 16 years old. So Bobby, may I ask you sir, what sure. is your history with this film? Now, uh 
in uh, I want to say 2000, when I was 16, I, uh, I I had just gotten a summer job and I was going to start building a horror collection. You know, I was going to go pick up some VHS tapes. Hell yeah, that's the way yeah. to do it. And uh, I swung into the Tower Records, and uh, the one that I bought that night was uh, not the Beyond, but rather 1979 Zombie. Oh, okay, well, that's where Another I started faulty too. Classic, yeah. yep. All yep. right. And uh, I, I you know, had the clamshell. Absolutely, it was the uh, the was it Rolling Thunder put that out, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know I I adored it. I'd never seen it before. I'd only ever seen the cover, and I I went back the next day, and I was like, I got to get another movie by this Fulci guy. <laughs> and uh, the next one I picked up was another clamshell, the special edition VHS tape of some movie called The Beyond, and uh, I popped it in that night, and it blew my mind. That oh, was yeah. like. Those two movies were the uh, like the extreme movies I'd just gotten into. You know, I was uh, I had just become a, a teenage gore hound, if you will, and I was like wanting to show everybody all this eyeball torture and this wild mm-hmm. shit that happened. And I ended up going back and getting uh, the rest of the Gates of Hell trilogy. And I just had a my, my very beginnings of my horror collection on tape at sixteen years old was all of these eighties Fulci movies. Hell yeah. And so, say what you will about the quality, and we'll get into the movie itself. But, oh, I was a real, (laughs) real hit around the school. He's in the (laughs) horror movies. But wait, it gets worse. 80s Italian horror movies. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you got to be hip, right? Everybody knows about Freddy and Jason. You got to get into the weird shit that's hard to pronounce. 100% uh, agree. So, yeah, I was was trying to show all my friends this movie. And uh, so all my childhood friends I grew up with, they know beyond. And I have since gone and seen it uh, theatrically, maybe four or five times. I've seen it. Wow! Uh, I've seen yeah. Fabio Fritzi perform live. Damn! Uh, who did the score? Uh, there was a Beyond yeah, yeah. Fest screening. Phenomenal. Uh, Twenty sixteen, I want to say. Uh, he came to Los Angeles at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, and uh, they ran the Beyond with Fabio Fritzi and his band performing throughout the film. Doing nice. the score live, old style, huh? Old oh, style, and it is incredible. And so, yeah, you, that's I'm, for uh, me. That was my favorite part of this movie was the music. music the music's amazing, incredible. and it really adds to the. You know, people often talk mm-hmm. about the kind of uh, ethereal, dreamlike nature of this movie, which you know, at some points, sure, but I think the music plays a huge part in that. And uh, and so I've just you know I've been in love with this movie since I was a child, and it just you know. Whether it's a good movie or a bad movie, I mean, your mileage may vary, but I know that this movie is special to me. Yeah. Great great way to preface that. So, Tim, <laughs> what's your history with uh, uh First time I've movie? ever seen it. Uh, I, I've heard of this movie before, but I think I, keep get, I kept getting it mixed up with other movies, like maybe The Gate. Cause at first from I Beyond? Uh, no, not from Beyond. Uh, what's the one where the two guys, uh, their father dies and they get a videotape store? Beyond the Gate. Okay, Beyond the Gate. I I'm keep getting, one. I kept thinking that movie was this. But yeah, the first time I saw it, never had, I don't have any history with it whatsoever. Except okay. for like, what, maybe eight and a half hours now. Candice, <laughs> All right. you were mm-hmm. pumped about this movie as well. Yes. Because okay. I have so a for story everybody- when you saw it. I was so about for everybody Bobby's who age. likes to hear Candace talk, here we go. <laughs> so um, this is kind seconds. of a long story. <laughs> All right. Skip so seconds, seventy-five times. <laughs> I was also a gore hound when I was a teen, and you're always trying to look for that uh, that next big thrill, that next taboo that can be broken. So Just I to feel bought something. I bought a bunch of splatterpunk books from the '80s. And in one of them, the author, Poppy Z. Bright, described a scene from... Oh, I know, yeah. 
uh-huh. described a scene from uh, City of the Living Dead or The Gates of Hell. Oh, I think I, that's the same movie. I bet I know which one. It's the same movie. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. And, you know, she, she, she described this scene as uh, sucking up spaghetti backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, what is this movie? I need to find this movie. So that was the first one I watched from Lucio Fulci. And then, of course, the same route as Bobby, I was like, well, now I need to find the rest of them. So I, you know, go to Suncoast <laughs> in the mall <laughs> and I get my zombie clamshell and I get the beyond. And yeah, that was a long convoluted story about how I discovered Italian horror was from it books. Long? It's from books. I learned it from, from books. From books, of course. <laughs> Makes sense. Forbidden knowledge. Nerd. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's why exactly. you have to read. No. Even if it's just novels, you'd be amazed at what no. you learn. You flip that's through the book true, of Ebon yes. and it said, go by the beyond. <laughs> yeah, see, when I was younger too, I loved fucking, I mean, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love fucking gory movies and everything like that, but uh, I just got to say right off the bat, the Italian gore just never did anything to me. Man, that's oh, fair. You're truly jaded. No. <laughs> Totally understandable, though. That's a that's a that's a very niche interest. It's an acquired taste. They're very think, specific with their gore. That's for sure. I think that uh, the Beyond is the best Fulci movie, in in my opinion. That's it's my mm. favorite. I think I always tell people if they watch one Fulci movie, let it be the Beyond. And everybody's got their favorite. I mean, that's sure. a take. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly heard the hum there, Eddie. What would you, what would you say if you had to pick one Fulci to tell somebody to watch? Oh man, um, you going duckling on that one? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You seem like a don't torture a duckling guy. No, I. I mean, I. I'm a big fan of of zombie and a big fan of City of the Living Dead. If I'm gonna be honest with you. Which is the one where the zombies fight the shark? That's zombie. Okay. <laughs> zombie, Tim. Uh, but but I, again, like, I, I think you're right. Maybe it has a lot to do with what, what your first encounters are, you know, or... or uh, I, I could see I know, that. I agree. That's why I asked both. How old? And both of them are about 16 years old. So that's, that's the age that when you really start becoming aware of movies, and that's where you're yep. going to get the yep. thing that you like, that's what that's yeah. usually about the age that age yeah. range that you get in into, right? Oh yeah, yeah and that's, that's when, when the you... splatter stuff feels dangerous. Yeah, it feels like you're watching something you're not supposed to be allowed. Yeah, to and watch. no one yeah. else has heard of it, so you feel extra cool because you know the yeah. real underground stuff that no one talks about. See, the problem is I went the wrong direction with the splatter stuff. I got into the faces of death shit. Yeah, oh, faces yeah. of death, traces of death, all those other things. Yeah. See, With that was no always like uh, wrestling versus MMA for me. People would be like, see, the stuff on this face is a death tape. It's real. And I was like, ew, <laughs> I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I want to watch somebody fake it. Of course, yeah. I know about faces of death now. But, you know, we're talking about right, back then. Right. Uh, when, that like, one of like my dad's friends was like watching a pig get flambéed. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Oh, yeah, the animal right. torture stuff. That's a bummer summer. But no, that and like uh, Dead Alive, <laughs> like Brain Dead. Like that, that. You, I mean, you want gore. There you go. Uh, Certainly. And, and uh, your, your cannibal holocaust and, and all your rape revenge stuff. Bobby, we got we to gotta have you on with Asher's, buddy. If you like the, the crazy shock cinema, she's a... Oh, my God. She's one of our best friends. I was thinking we should have had her on for the sadness. She would have been uh, loving that movie. <laughs> Damn, it's probably right? not real enough for her, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's very cartoony in the gratuitous of it. 
gratuitous. Oh yeah, you mean when the zombie is skull fucking the person? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, love that. And like I, I didn't mention it in the podcast, but I mentioned it in social media. There's a deleted scene where a zombie breaks in on a brain surgery that's happening and shits in the open brain. That's pretty funny. Surgery that, is the new oh sex. Oh, man, come on. Now I got to buy the fucking Criterion. No, it's not in the Criterion. Criterion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand Damn. there's a Leonard Moulton commentary on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my history with this, this is the first time I saw it. So, <laughs> Bobby. Yes, and I threw a fucking conniption fit because we were arguing in the void and i was like no this is like the beyond and you were like no it's like prince of darkness now what do you think do you think that the void took a lot of cues from the beyond no i think it took a lot of cues from prince of darkness okay i didn't see really too much of a connection between either one so there we go yeah i'm kind of with tim on that frankly but uh but what do i know i didn't like the void they were both they all three of them were movies so i'll give you i'll give you candace at at the end don't give Mm -hmm. me candace well, no, no one wants that. <laughs> right. I'll give you, you Candace that, that at the end we we have our our hero in the bad spot. Yeah. The difference, though, is that in the Void and Prince of Darkness, it is a self righteous or, 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 or a righteous sacrifice. And this, it's just yeah. like they're so stupid that they just walk into the fucking well, thing. It's kind of um, if you know much about uh, Fulci's backstory, his real life. Uh, it's a lot of his uh, outlook reflected in his art. Okay. Well, you know what? Why don't you tell us about the background of this movie then, Bobby? <laughs> sure. Bobby, you prepared? Sure. Uh, Did you take notes? <laughs> I, I, took a, I took a little bit of notes on the background. I'm, y'all, gang, I'm going to bum you out, and then I'm going to lay you down. Okay. So, uh, uh, so Fulci, uh, brief little bio on him. He had dropped out of medical school in the 50s because he thought there was more money in filmmaking. True. So uh, his early career, though, was a lot of like documentaries and comedy writing and really like lighter stuff until uh, the uncaring hands of fate decided to give him the old two piece and a biscuit. Uh, In 1969, his wife committed suicide. Hmm. And uh, shortly Uh, thereafter, he lost a daughter in a car accident. Damn. So just relentless tragedy hit him all real quick. And this uh, sequence of events kind of changed him inside, Uh, turned him into Uh, like this angry. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't it do that to? Right. And uh, from that point on, he was kind of this like tortured soul. And uh, you could see it in his films. Like most of his films after that incident uh, switched to just like he's angry at God. He's angry at women. Uh, You know, uh, he's just this like miserable bastard is trying to work out all these complicated emotions. Well, mad at his wife, really. Because they died, Tim. Upset that his wife would uh, choose to leave, you know, his life. Um, And, you know, if you don't process that properly, that can turn into an ugly thing inside you. True. Um, And you see that, and that's when, you know, immediately he goes from these, like, comedies to, like, 1971, he does Lizard in a Woman's Skin. And uh, by the way, speaking (laughs) speaking of animal cruelty, he got uh, charged with animal cruelty for that movie. Because uh, the dog trauma looked so realistic, the cops came for him, and he had to he had to like slap the puppets down on the table and be like, "No, look." <laughs> I mean, it is okay. an Italian movie. I just assume that they actually killed the animal. You would think, right? I mean, it was a safe assumption. 
Uh, and then uh, the next year, he does Don't Torture a Duckling, which we mentioned a minute ago. That's a fun one, right? That's a good time for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that yeah. actually got him kind of blacklisted. Everyone in Italy despised that movie. And uh, in so much that he was kind of, for almost a decade, just doing kind of work for hire stuff here and there. Not really like, no one was advertising the new Fulci movie. He was just kind of doing uh, yeah, well, a couple. Just imagine here in America, if like, I don't know, like who's like, uh, not a great guy, but just for shits and giggles. Let's say like, if Woody Allen all of a sudden stopped making <laughs> the movies that he makes, and then he did a movie like this. That's going to be a gigantic <laughs> fucking shock for everybody who's used to seeing a Woody Allen. Movie. Yeah, but you're kind of weirding everybody out now. <laughs> but yeah. uh but I can uh, think of anybody who's like just known is supposed to be as like a comedy director surely i mean but it's a good pull i think it works yeah but uh until until 79 he comes out with zombie which uh was not intended to be a uh knockoff sequel to donna that the producers insisted on labeling it that and he hated them for it uh, which I would too if I was an artist. I'd be like, look, I wasn't trying to cash in and do a uh, and do a an, an unofficial sequel to anything. I was just doing my little zombie movie on an island. But uh, but that's you know it was a huge hit with everybody, and that's when he really hit the ground running. That's when he did the Gates of Hell trilogy, which we're discussing mm-hmm. here, the centerpiece of that, and uh, New York Ripper in '82. Uh, after that, his health took a dive. He had uh, diabetes. And he kind of became a recluse for a while and still just a bitter, angry, you know, cantankerous old man. Um, Dario Argento was an old friend of his and tried to help him mount a comeback, but he said he was just too sickly when he reached out to him. Uh, one thing that was kind of cool, though, that I read was in 96, he made a, a rare appearance at a Fangoria weekend of horrors. He came to the States uh, in bad physical health. You know, he was on crutches and he could barely get around. But uh, according to him, he didn't know there was a following for his movies. Huh. Wow, because he's just living alone in Italy, uh, being sad, you know, and uh, and uh, so uh, you know when he got to this Fangoria convention, and he just got showered with like adoration and praise from all these horror fans. He was like, That's "What? Be something, right? Yeah, can you imagine? Like, uh, you guys like this shit? <laughs> like, um, it's like the end of It's a Wonderful Life." It's uh, like that uh, Anvil, the band. Oh, yeah. I hope that's what happens to me when I go to South Korea. Everybody's just like greeting me at the airport and going, hey, that's the guy with the golden voice. It's Tim Yovo. <laughs> it's our favorite but, podcaster. Uh, <laughs> golden voice. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love you, buddy. That's not why they'll recognize it's actually Oh, I'm sure it's gold. why. <laughs> but uh, a couple months later, though, he, uh, he went to bed one night and didn't take his insulin. And... Uh, Unfortunately, passed away in the middle of the night, and it's been debated whether or not that was intentional. Hmm. So it sounds uh, like that's up in the air. Yeah, there's no no one's ever going to know exactly. But uh, what a what a troubled guy going through life making these uh, these brutal dark beginning. movies. Yeah, I told you I was going to bum you out. <laughs> so that's Lucio Fulci. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I but honestly, doing... I never knew much about Fulci. Or, like, his history or his life or anything like that. For the most part, I don't really delve into the personal lives of, like, artists. Stuff that yeah. I enjoy. Because usually you, you regret it. You end up finding out something you don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, now you do. Yeah. These like, days. the last, like, ten years. That's when you start to find out all this shit about you. Like, oh, you fuck, end up come on, man. finding out that there's a lot of pain behind their creations that you enjoy. And that fucking sucks. Like, or, or you find out that they're like a horrible, like misogynist or racist or something like that. Like a lot of times, if you delve deep into your heroes, yeah, you find too. things that you don't like. 
Yeah, you know, I bet you there's somebody who has like a little painting by this guy called Hitler. And they're like, holy shit, look what the fuck this guy turned into. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, just some old Austrian ladies got this landscape painting yeah. over her mantle. Like, I like this like, one. She's like, I think it's second. pretty. Who is the guy? What did he do? Oh, man, I got to take this well, painting down now. Somebody like better somebody do somebody something about that guy. doesn't know who Hitler was. She's like, who? <laughs> he sounds like a bad dude. Yeah, what a jerk. But uh, I got the dark stuff out of the way up front. Uh, but it kind of mm. makes sense, you know, a lot of the things yeah. that he does in his movies. You kind of understand where all that was coming from. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a reason why you go from taking, like, a turn from doing documentaries and fucking comedy films to doing shit. To just, like, like yeah. you know, you're trapped in hell forever and nothing will ever be nice again and you've lost your eye. You know, like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> um, moving forward, though, our writer of this movie, Dardano Sacchetti. This is my boy, you guys. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list some credits because this is okay. wild. Uh, he has a story credit on Bay of Blood in 1971. Okay. Hugely right. influential movie, especially yeah, yeah. Never heard Friday of it. the 13th. Nope. Uh, AKA Twitch of the Death Nerve, which is a dope title for a movie. Uh, 1976, he does the Tough Ones, which if you listen to the Grime Bin, we covered that yes. back on Grime Bin International. That's how I know that movie. Mm-hmm. He writes the sequel in 77, The Cynic, The Rat, and The Fist. In 79, he writes Zombie. He writes the entire Gates of Hell trilogy for Fulci. Mm-hmm. He writes 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Oof. Oh, shit. Brian Ben Hero. Absolutely. I love that fuck. It goes even further. He did Blast Fighter. He did Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. And he did oh, all three God. Demons movies. This guy rules. Holy shit. Nice. So just like, this dude was writing like half the shit that was coming out in Italy at the time. I can't imagine he ever left the house. No kidding. That's, and then yeah, uh, that's some the... fucking run of movies to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. no kidding. Yeah, you're just, like you're just naming <laughs> off all these movies, and I'm like, I love all these movies, right? <laughs> Take like, that, shit. Shane Black. That all came from the same guy. <laughs> like that's insane. Can, can we get him to write some stuff now? Is he still around? Uh, are you going to answer uh, that? Is he still? Because he's writing. He's actually uh, going to be signed up to writing uh, Morbius too. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. saw that. The morbid Morbius too. He's the one who's going to bring balance to the morb. More money, morb problems. Oh man, like that. you know how a lot of superhero movies are are made by directors who got their start in like horror, like Sam Raimi, David Sodenberg, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Stephen James, King, James Wan. You know, like what if they could yeah. take take out of time those these 70s and 80s Italian directors and have them do modern day Marvel movies like what would that look like just a, just like <laughs> a lot of eyes getting popped man <laughs> I would love to see Argento's Thor <laughs> I want to see Fulci do a Spawn movie oh wow he comes out of hell because oh, his and dead, then he goes he back to save his wife because <laughs> it's yeah. what he deserves <laughs> everybody the entire cast decides at the end that they belong in hell for eternity the violator is the hero. Oh, I like this. <laughs> We're going to a sympathetic wars. look at violator. Oh, there we <laughs> yeah. go. So like, okay, we had Joker, right? Which was a character study on the Joker. Like mm-hmm. what could, what, how could society form that character? I want that, but for the violator. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want that same like shot of a clown dancing on the steps, but it's, yeah. but, it, it's but, it, but it's a it's a man who was born from all of the rejected semen from 4chan, and he is the violator. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I, my God. That, that's, not a, that's not a Marvel comic, is it? No. That's got to be at least no. DC or Dark. No, that's, that's Image. 
Yeah, that's image. Oh, yeah, too. That's that was the... that 90s boom in, of image <laughs> comics. Because everything's got to have stuff. an attitude and be huge yeah. and giant. You and... got to have attitudes and muscles drawn on muscles. No, the Damn 90s, right, the yeah, other no. big thing was, was a crossover between Batman and the fucking Predator or the Aliens. Yeah, they yeah. met everybody. <laughs> and I'm sure Spawn met all those characters. I'm sure. Was there but, Spawn uh, versus uh, Predator? Come on. I bet there was. You can't tell me that didn't happen. But uh, but I got some I got some uh, less depressing uh, trivia concerning the rest of the people involved in this movie. I'll just go through those real quick if that's Please all right. Catriona uh, McCall. Tell me bad about Dicky. Oh no, Dicky was great. He's the only pure one in this whole thing. <laughs> uh, Catriona McCall plays Liza. That's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S. And uh, she got into acting after an injury ended her career as a ballerina. Oh. Hmm. Which I thought was okay. kind of cool. And she's in all three of the Gates of Hell movies playing different characters. Because this is much like um, you had recently talked about, uh, you know, Lady Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, yeah. and Old Boy. Yeah. And it's like, they, it's a trilogy, sort of. Yeah, um, loose, it's, not, it's loosely connected around it's, right. Like John Carpenter's uh, Yeah, the, the apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what Fulci did here. The Gates of Hell trilogy is sort of tonally related. You know, uh, City of the Living Dead deals with one of the Gates of Hell. Beyond deals with one of the other Gates of Hell. And then he abandons the Gates of Hell idea for House by the Cemetery. He's just like, and there's a creepy zombie guy in the basement. So oh, yeah, maybe I... the first guy to do that uh, thing? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's bound to be something that pre. I mean, you, it. you've got like William Gaines with the Tales from the Crypt stuff, right? Sure. There's horror anthology, and, and you can go back before. No, but that I mean, three too. separate movies by the same director, yeah, the same yeah. writer. That's not same a lead actress. sequel that doesn't have the you know, it's not the same characters, but it's yeah. all still part of that same universe. It's oh, like um, American Horror Story, but done as films. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a good point. Uh, House by the Cemetery, I'll put on my favorite Fulci list. That was fun. That's a great one. I really enjoy that. Fucking Bob. Oh, God. I but, fucking um, hate that kid so much. <laughs> we As he comes Bob. back in Manhattan, baby, and I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking Bob expecting. again. God damn it. I thought we were done with him. <laughs> the worst kid. Yeah. But uh, our other hero, uh, David Warbeck, plays Dr. John, who is uh, in John. the right place, but the wrong time. He, uh, <laughs> I just thought that the whole time. That. I got that. I'm old, you. Bobby. I got that. See, that one's for that's for the older crowd. But uh, he started out as a model, and aside from doing a lot of like bottom shelf stuff, like you know, Karate Warrior Six and Breakfast with Dracula, he apparently was on the uh, the final round of cuts to become 007 after Connery. Whoa! Whoa! Shit. Whoa! Um, what? Fuck! He was one of the last people left after all the cuts, but then Roger Moore became available, and that's who they wanted to begin with, so he was out. Oh, they, they said, we, no, we oh, wait, wait, you skipped, creepier. You skipped Lazenby. Everybody skips Lazenby. I'm, what I mean is, like, they originally wanted Roger Moore. Lazenby got one in and decided he didn't want to do this anymore. Um... And then, uh, well, no, isn't the story that he got uh, his friend told? He got bad advice. Manager's like, no, dude, you got to ask for like twenty million fucking bucks. You're James Bond. Come on. And and that's how we end up getting George Lazenby on like fucking Freddy's nightmares. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) when he could have been Bond. He's like, uh, god damn it. And then when Roger Moore uh, was going to hang it up, uh, David Warbeck got back in the conversation again. But uh, by that point, around the time Timothy Dalton ultimately ended up doing it, they told him he was too old. Oh. I mean, they Which had pretty like rich after Roger six, Moore. Yeah, sixty-year-old Roger Moore, and this yeah. guy's too old. Yeah, but Roger Moore aged into that. That first one, "Live and Let Die," he's not sixty years old, and he really fucking aged badly quickly too. Yeah, I think by the last one, he's on like a rascal scooter, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like he's going. He's going through that grocery store. 
It's a when view to the buffet. When he's pawing at the Bond girl and you're like, ew, 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 ew. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Those, all of those fucking movies, even the, like the new ones, there's some fucking creepy shit going on there. Because the new one, he fucking bangs uh, that Monica chick right after her fucking husband died. Oh, yeah. That was um, awesome. Like, like, I know how to stop you from crying. It's almost like Shut Bond up, is a, a dick. creepy, lecherous alcoholic. <laughs> right? It's almost like that character is inherently problematic. And that's why he can only be played by white men, because he's a creepy fucking son of a fucking bitch that nobody would really want to know in real life, right? No, I that's want what, Lady no, Bond. No, that's what all those people are saying. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point, Tim. The only reason that Bond has to be a man is because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, nobody yeah, else got to be, be a white man. Like a white man who's been privileged yep. his whole life growing Fair. up and fucking basically royalty. I like Fair this point. take. <laughs> <laughs> this works. Um, Eddie, you had, mentioned, uh, you had mentioned Clark, Dash- Clark Ashton Smith. I wanted to get into I that have. for a second. Uh, do you want to take it from here on that? I, I mean, so Clark Ashton Smith was the... Lovecraft's favorite author. Lovecraft's favorite authors, so much so that they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Wow, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> because the book that we're talking about in this movie... The book of Ebon. The Book of Ebon is referenced in Ebon's a world. ton. <laughs> no, Candace. <laughs> uh, is referenced in a ton of H.P. Lovecraft's books, and it's basically the prototype for the Necronomicon. Absolutely. In uh, Clark Ashton Smith's books. Yeah, so, he, he first started writing about the Book of Ebon in 1933. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's it's the it's the real deal Necronomicon. It's mm, it's yeah. the real dark it's hole. It's easy to say, too. Yeah, much can... easier. However, I will say this is funny. The uh, the symbol of Ebon that appears in this movie a bunch, uh, carved into walls, uh, is not an actual bit of... Uh, Occult iconography, but rather a shitty tattoo that Fulci's daughter got one weekend. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. And I guess That's as a way best. of kind of laughing, in a way of kind of Razzner, he uh, he His put it in daughter. the movie as the symbol of Eba. Okay. <laughs> that makes That's that a laugh great. scene now. Every time I see it, because I think about that. That's his daughter's tattoo. He thought looked like shit, so he put that it. That sounds like some shit I would do. <laughs> If your kid got a tattoo? Yeah, yeah. If they got a tattoo that sucked, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to put it in my fucking movie. It appears every time the devil is present. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple bits of trivia about the movie before we get into the actual breakdown. Uh, Initially, the ending was going to be different. The the most memorable part of this movie that people talk about is that that dark ending that happens. And uh, initially, it was going to depict hell as a creepy amusement park. Where our protagonists okay. were going to spend eternity riding rides and having a good time, but they didn't have any money to shoot that, so they just did what they ended up doing. So it was going to be like a Kiss Psycho Circus <laughs> that they couldn't afford. <laughs> uh, the Phantom like of the George Park. George the, uh, the circus. Or what the, uh, oh, right. The That's, amusement park, right? Basically, yeah. I think our last shot was going to be like Warbeck and McCall like sitting on a roller coaster smiling. Uh, which would have been a what an ending to this movie if that's how it it would not have made any sense thematically but all right cool but all right um there was also no shooting script uh fulci was winging it he had a three-page treatment he used as a guide and uh was improvising most of the stuff he did he just if he had an idea he shot it and he had to communicate through a translator to do that because uh majority of the cast didn't speak italian tracks yeah 
Like we had, I mean, uh, what was it? Warbeck's a Kiwi. Uh, McCall's a Brit. Uh, the guy playing Zweig is uh, from France. So we had a real, a real mix, a real, a real, uh, a real NATO meeting going on. What here. about Arthur? He's my favorite character in the whole movie. I don't think Arthur spoke any languages. <laughs> no, I think he just sweated. Sweat. He just progressively gets wetter. <laughs> he communicates through moisture. Oh yeah, um, he's Aquaman. This was, uh, of course, one of uh, one of several movies that Fulci made that got branded as a video nasty in the UK. Yeah, of course, and uh, banned. Uh, of course, that means it got released in the US in '83 uh, by Aquarius, releasing with a shit ton of stuff cut out out of it, and uh, it got it got a different score, which is a crime. Ugh. And uh, he renamed it Seven Doors of Death, and they renamed Fulci Lewis Fuller. <laughs> well, you can't Lewis have an Fuller. Italian name. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch a spaghetti. That sounds uh, like a... No, I will tell you, because I'm old enough to know, yeah, that's true, that if we knew that it was an Italian horror movie, we probably wouldn't go see it. Louis Fuller sounds like a B character from a Revenge of the Nerds that's, movie. That's wild oh, to yeah. me, Tim, because I was reading that book about uh, uh, American International Pictures, about AIP, and they said in AIP that 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 was not that was something that the Italians did themselves they would change the names to something that sounded american because they had this impression that no one would see it but there was no evidence to back that up uh well no, i will well, say this, no i'll say that the reasoning that i had for it is because because uh, when the italian horror movies hit it was like it was like you know like uh, after bruce lee he brought everything over, and then after that, yep. there's a ton of kung fu movies, right? So Surely, I don't know what the first Italian horror movie was that like made it big or well, like for made a- profit in for- the uh, America where it's like put it Black over there. Sabbath for AIP, it was the sword and sandals movies. That's what yeah, okay. they were talking about. But see, that's the thing is because after a while, I learned my lesson. Usually, I didn't like the Italian horror movies, and mm. if I would have known up front, because I'm the one I remember the most was Grim Reaper. Don't know I don't know Reaper. who directed that, but uh, it, it was an Italian movie, and it was something. And I remember just watching, and it was like, it was just the slowest fucking movie ever. You know, again, I'm 10, 11 years old, whatever. But I'm going to see a horror movie, and it just like, I was like, eh, fuck this shit. And I was like, yeah, if I would have known, because I also, I'll say this, I probably never would have gone to see Bronx Warriors if mm. I knew it was an Italian movie. Wow. Racist. But I ended up loving that fucking movie. The first time I saw it, I hated it. It made me so fucking mad. Like, what the fuck am I watching here? Because, again, I was like 12, 13, 14 years old. I'm I'm like, what the fuck? They're dancing around? What the fuck is going on? This isn't The Warriors. But after a while, I love that. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, same. That's so great. But it's interesting how that happened. And I know a lot of this cast also were under... um... Uh, fake names for the project too so they definitely had a concern that no one was going to watch it uh but because of that version um the actual proper version of the beyond with the fabio fritzi score and with all the gore still in it didn't hit the states until 1998 god so, damn so, so that's the one that you have on the blood bank oh it's the I'm beyond assuming. okay it's the beyond. The full it's version. Right? Almost beyond nobody uh, has Seven Doors of Death anymore. You can you can get an old VHS tape of it somewhere, but that's about yeah, it. But why would you? Why would you, wouldn't, you want? Why would you want that? Unless you want to hear want the to other cut score. The scored one like that. Yeah. But uh, we have uh, Sage Stallone and uh, Bob Murakowski to thank for that for for what? dusting it off uh, <laughs> as part of Rolling Thunder, that company with Tarantino that put out a bunch of movies. I remember Tarantino uh, uh, claimed he had found the original Italian version of this movie, but this movie yeah. wasn't recorded in Italian. Yeah, he claims a lot of shit. Yeah, that dude's full of shit, man. 
Uh, yeah. The last bit of trivia I want to say, because I thought this was the funniest to me, uh, was uh, before we get into the film, was, uh, you know the band Europe? Yeah. I'm familiar with their work, yeah. You know the final, the final countdown? countdown? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, familiar on, with that, yeah. Well, in 83, in- they have that a... that song uh... right now, Eddie, for Spotify. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, just have Spotify. it start playing. But uh, in 83, they put out a self-titled album, and one of the first tracks on that album is called Seven Doors Hotel. And it's a... Uh, it's this like Iron Maiden esque song about the beyond. Oh hell nice. yeah! I listened to it today. It's a banger, dude. I was like, this song fucking rules. I got I got Europe all wrong, man. <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out they're way cooler than that Final Countdown song. Turns out, Bobby, you had Europe all wrong, and Tim Yobo had Europe all wrong when he was first watching his horror movies. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's so hard. Look, I was I was a young, foolish kid back then. I didn't know shit from Shiola. Of yeah. course, we, most of us still don't. It's hard to imagine Shiola. a time when anyone would think that because now there's like people who are like, if it's Italian, I'm going to watch it. I don't give a fuck. Automatically, what it's about. It's yeah. like it's on site. Yeah. Oh, well, Bobby, have you true. ever heard of that movie, Grim Reaper? I was looking it up just now. And the only thing I found was like an hour long, like religious movie from '76. Mm. Yeah, that was it. That. It was so definitely it, it was. Uh, it must be under a different title. Two kids with their father on like a deserted island that had like an abandoned hospital or prison, and this one fucking like lunatic. He wasn't like a fucking. Like, he wasn't like a, a real serial killer. He was just some crazy fucking guy going around killing everybody with an axe on the whole fucking thing. Isn't that every so, slasher? Well, no. Yeah. What I mean is, like I said again, like with the Bruce Lee things, is like after Bruce Lee hit big, there was just a ton of shit just dumped. Into movie theaters. That's called so exploitation I was, the ones cinema. I, was seeing, I wasn't seeing good Italian. Yeah. I wasn't seeing zombie or anything like that. I was seeing yeah. shit fucking yeah. Italian movies. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, folks. So we are one hour into the podcast. Let's go ahead and take a break for I just a moment. I told you to skip 30 seconds, 75 times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll get to the breakdown after we return. All right. Pausing. This is the earliest break we've ever taken. What's that? This is the fastest we've ever taken a break. I think it's because it's a natural spot to take the break. It makes That's sense true. right before the and break. And plus, down. Tim, you always bitch because you're like, why the fuck are we taking a break now? Five minutes ago, I went and fucking took a piss. It's like you fucking know. When I, as soon as I get back and taking a fucking piss, you're like, all right, let's take a break now. And I got to sit yeah. here. So Man, now I'm doing it a little early for you. You're welcome, Mr. Yobo. Right. My prostate thanks you. Yeah. <laughs> Although I can make it through Dr. Hey, Strange without having Tim, to take a piss. T- tell your prostate, Tim. My pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's my prostate's pleasure. So, Bobby, we Sorry. flash back to 1927 Louisiana. Exactly where you'd expect a movie like this to start. Yeah, and exactly mm-hmm. with the appearance of the film that you would expect for 1927, Louisiana. Oh, I, I gotta tell you, I thought something was wrong with the tape. I, I did too. I was, I was like, oh, crap, is this a bad copy? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I gotta redownload like, this shit? Oh, uh, crap. What happened? I, I dig it, though. I dig I what did they too. did with it. it. It it adds something to it. And we see. You know, Candyman did the same fucking shit to me, Remember when I watched it? I was like, "Is there something wrong with this copy?" Everybody yeah, think it's that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, "Just keep the, watching." The studio credits. <laughs> it got me. So uh, yeah, we I was going to ask you, Bobby. Um, is this filmed in Louisiana? Uh, a lot of it was um, exteriors and uh, a handful of scenes, but they finished what they needed to finish filming on uh, uh, sound stages in Italy. Because uh, I was going to ask, is uh, Louisiana known for its high wolf population? 
I mean, or if we'd gotten terms? to see that, uh, if we'd gotten to see that Fat Boys movie that never got made, it would have been. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so uh, we see a creepy house and a woman inside. There's lightning crashing, and this time it's not about a stillbirth. No, <laughs> it's about our Emily. Yeah, Emily. Not, not a hero, not a villain. But she's there. There. Uh, and she's, you know. A would just, be hero. As we'll a would be out. hero, yeah. And she's just sort of, you know, hanging out with a book. Yeah, getting cozy. She's acting like yeah. Candace on a Saturday night. Yeah, she's got her feet up. She's got a nice cup of tea next to her. Uh, very gutsy of her. 1920s to be reading a book like that out in the open. It's a fair point. Well, she wasn't out in the open. She was hiding in her house. Uh, and this is the book of the unfathomable, we're told, <gasps> by the narration. Uh, so you know we've got some Lovecraft about to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> uh, no, no. But but as she reads, we get a uh, a group of men pursuing her in a uh, a boat. Yeah, they're not exactly uh, pursuing. They're not pursuing her. The slow roll, but we we see them coming. Yeah, which it's like you know that's never a good sign. I don't care what decade it is. Seeing a bunch of white guys in a boat with torches slowly approaching the shore. Never like that. Never up to anything good. I don't. I don't even know if they would have to be white necessarily. Just you know, people slowly rowing in a boat in the middle of the night. Probably not a good idea. I know. I see more than three people, and someone's holding a torch. I'm getting the hell out of there. Yeah, that's. Fair point, Bob. I don't care why they're here or what they're planning. I'm tall and I've got a big forehead. If I see a dude with a (laughs) torch, I start running. Rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and then we cut to a guy painting. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is a a warlock. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, Spike. And if you call a guy a warlock in the 20s, that's that's not chill. You better guy, be was that to... still really in the twenties? Was that still a thing? People really believed in witches and warlocks. It, it does ring as a weird line, though. Tim... When, when Cliff and the Cheers gang break into the room, <laughs> yeah, that's very. There's true. so many people in this movie that look like other people. It's incredible. Oh, I know. I have. We've got a. Uh, so to your point, yeah, we've got Cliff and the Cheers gang, and I've got, <laughs> we've got a Ron Swanson running around with a mustache. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there, Normie. Uh, there, I heard there was a warlock painting pictures up there. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you uh, said the artist's name because in the subtitles it said Spike. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. That's right. I have the sub- subtitles on. His, his name is Spike. I love it. I was it. like, there you go. That's an artist he, name right there. He goes his on to create Spike and Mike's Festival of Animation. His yeah, real name's probably his real name's probably like Eugene or something, you know. But he he makes people call him Spike. No, he's one of those. Well, cool I mean, guys. you just sign the artwork that, and that's what they have to call you, right? But uh, hell of a painting he's doing here. Oh yeah, I want a print of that in my bedroom. That'd be awesome. I'm sure someone must make it. Just They've a big ass to. print of it, because he, he, he's doing like this bleak landscape. It's just like rocks. It's all gray and dirt, and there's bodies on the ground. This guy seems yeah, like a I've... pretty cool dude. I've got it. It looks like a minimalist version of the uh, painting from the hotel in in the mouth of madness. Oh, right. Yeah. Toward the end. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So they, uh, one apocalypse trilogy meets another. Yeah. So they, uh, start beating him with chains and I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage right now. 
I know I've seen Ghost Rider beat people with change, and he he does a pretty good job of it. I've never seen skin split from a chain strike the way it does in this movie. I you know what I really like this effect because yeah, Eddie, I've seen we've seen this in a million movies where people get hit with chains and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And to me, this looked like the most realistic thing of like what would actually happen if you really got slapped across the fucking face. It really fuck with you a up. Chain. With a big old chain. Yeah. I don't think it would go so well for you. And it does not no. go well for Spike. For old Spike, Spike Spike. They're like, this is for having a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so an artist. Just... I need something. I need a hook. <laughs> so they just Nobody's going to buy this kind of painting of dread and fucking nihilism from Eugene. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Listen, if this was just a podcast hosted by Eddie Jefferson, nobody would listen to it. Nobody would care. I wouldn't that's be true. guesting that's on it. I don't even care. That you know what? I've heard that a lot of times, Candace. <laughs> Hasn't stopped me yet. <laughs> so Man, just uh, the thought of Eddie Jefferson makes me want to leave. Makes me want yeah, to throw up. Just like oh, that sounds like a a, a person a who was. What? Huh? <laughs> wow. Holy shit, Candace. <laughs> no, I was, I was remembering your the uh, jury duty conversation. <laughs> oh, oh yes. With how, how Eddie can't get out of jury duty because he just can't get called into the room uh, to pretend he's a racist. I... Just like, Eddie, just point to your face, your big head, and your beard and go, hmm? Mm-hmm. 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 You, you see, you see the gray beard? Now, when I hear the name uh, uh, Eddie Jefferson, I think of the uh, famous American jazz vocalist. Oh, God. Yep. That's what was his name? Think, uh, yeah. You know, you know what? Maybe that's how we're going to get more listeners. We get the Maybe. jazz crowd. Yeah. Get hey, some jazz buddy. guys in here. Hey, there's jazz in this movie. We're gonna bring him in. There's, there, there. Oh my god! I'm so glad you brought that up too, because the, wait, hold on. You know what? Score. I got a great idea. You know how Bobby and the Grand Band sponsor wrestling events, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to cost us a hell of a lot less to sponsor a fucking jazz concert. <laughs> there's a <laughs> the big bloody crossover. Bits horror show presents. <laughs> there's a like big a crossover Sanchez. between jazz fans and horror movie fans. I would actually think there might be. I'm sure there is some crossover. I saw the Ron Kobayashi trio, and they were like, this next song is about The Shining. It's a horror movie (laughs) that you don't see. It's about the killings that occur off screen. So uh, I like that that Spike, our buddy, he warns him. He's like, look, man, if if you fuck me up, you're in trouble because I'm the only one who can keep... What lies beyond the gates under this hotel <gasps> sealed? Is he, uh, uh, and he's saying this point. while they carry him like a briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> just, just got him by like his thing. belt loops. He's, they're yeah. carrying him out of the room. Well, here, here's my point, Bobby. Is it goes to the thing with like if you think this guy's really a warlock in league with Satan himself, right? Yeah. Uh, you're just able to show up and take care of this fucking guy. One, two, three, no problems. There's no fucking uh, fire spitting out of his fucking mouth or something like that to protect him. There's no demons popping up. Well, you know, the devil's the prince of lies. They just know he's going to try and say something to trick you into stopping. So you can't listen to him. You just got to Yeah, one of those it. tricky things, like how the devil, if he lets you uh, sink, that means you're not a witch. But if the devil lets you float, that means you're innocent. It's almost like it's all bullshit and not real. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly the point. Is that these people really thought if if the if people in Salem really thought that those women were really witches, right? Instead they of just didn't. being smart fucking midwives or something like that. Right. They would be terrified of those motherfuckers. Right. I'm but still not convinced did, though. though that every woman just isn't a witch. <laughs> or at least you know every man uh, is an ungodly warlock. That that is also possible. So I they mean, if you they... want to count every chick who has crystals, yeah. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> so they they bring him downstairs and then they whip a bunch of uh, boiled cream of wheat on his face. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave him the old oatmeal bath. <laughs> supposed to be good for uh, the no. skin. I thought that Fun was plaster fact. Paris. I thought they were like fucking like plaster into the wall or something like that. But no, no it's quick lie. Quick lie. Yep, oh, quick lie. Okay. If you want to get rid of a body real quick. This episode of the Bloody Bits Horror Show has been brought, <laughs> brought to you by, by Quick, quick Lie. lie. <laughs> Use promo code Bloody Bits for all <laughs> your quick lie needs. Uh, and uh, tip, don't use the yeah. code because that's how the cops are going to catch us. Yeah, yeah. We'll track you Listen with in it. next week as I make my balls hairless using Quick Lie. Who needs the truth when you've got a quick lie? Uh, get a quick lay. If you have a choice between Quick Lie or Manscaped, I think it's pretty obvious what you're going to go for, right? Well, they manscape yeah. old Spike pretty easily with this stuff. They, uh... they did manspike old Spike. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then they give him the old, uh, old rigmarole of the Jesus on the cross and nail him to the wall. Proper way, too, through the through the forearms. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a... right. That's the real way you crucify somebody. Ain't going to work yep. through the hands. That shit's going to split. Yeah. Unless the guy's like fucking 16 pounds. You're not going to be able to pull that shit and, off. And this Spike guy's pretty thin, but I don't think he's 16 pounds. He's a starving well, artist. His name's Spike. Thin as a Spike, not thin as a rail. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, so his uh, head dissolves as, and that's fun. As this is going on, uh, we see uh, Emily's uh, Emily's quiet night of reading isn't going so well. The book burst into flames. <laughs> yeah. She was reading too That's fast. A, she was some speed religious reading. person found out she was reading a book. No, lit it on fire. I, you know what? I've seen short circuit a few times, and he reads real fast, but the books never burst into flames. Well, oh, he... short circuit took a lot from this movie, though. Like if you yep. if you turn up the volume real carefully, you can hear Spike go, "No disassemble." <laughs> you know what I was thinking about short circuit, right? So he. In in short circuit, that was uh, the robot was Johnny Five, right? Johnny Five. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie since. It <laughs> the came robot out was John Five. Holy yeah. shit! He was Johnny Five. Number Five is alive. Tim, Number you remember five is that still one? Still alive, I think, for the right? sequel, right? Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. So then, Tim, have you ever seen Con Air? Oh no! Yeah. Oh boy! So, long, long time. Oh, so with Danny Trejo movies one and done is okay with me. Yeah. So do you remember Donnie Trejo's character, Johnny Twenty Three? Nope. He was he had a tattoo of a rose bush that had twenty three roses on it for each person that he had raped. That was his gimmick. Wow. Yeah, that was his gimmick. So does that mean that Johnny <laughs> five from short Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> had raped five women. The Eddie, world he was in the military. Know. Of course it means that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a cover-up because, you know, he's a very valuable piece of uh, equipment, right? <laughs> if only there were uh, cameras in Afghanistan, they'd call me Johnny 600. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 And you just wow. got a white dude pretending to be Indian. Anyhow, so. 
Oh my fucking god, that's right. Yeah, Fisher Stevens doing Fisher Stevens. <laughs> that piece of shit from fucking Hackers, by the way. Well, no, I see. I know P- Fisher Stevens because he's been on like three different SVU uh, episodes, and guess what? Each has. time he's the rapist. Of wait, course, wait, he's wait, 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 wait. Fisher Stevens, do you mean Fisher Ellis? No, Fisher no, Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Oh, well, who the hell am I thinking of? Well, no one knows, know. Candace. I don't so know. You know. Why don't you, you know another hey, Fisher who does brownface in movies? Candace, Not in do movies. me a favor. Go look up who you're thinking of and report back. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> some guy from high school. Yeah, yeah, Fisher Ellis. It was just some dude with a robot that was raping people. So we flash forward to 1981. We <laughs> meet Lisa, the inheritor of the hotel. Which Seven is now Doors Hotel, which is a Seven weird choice Hotel. of name once we figure out what's going on. Yeah, because first of all, there's at least 36 rooms in it. So there's more than Seven Doors. Absolutely. Yeah. So stupid name. <laughs> uh, so she inherits this hotel and it is old and decrepit and abandoned. And she's outside with her architect friend Martin. discussing renovations. And he's he's not even going to charge her for the work. He's such a good guy. We like Martin. Martin, yeah. He, I mean, he's kind of a good guy. He's fucking obnoxious, but yeah. he is kind of a good guy. And uh, while the, they're discussing the renovations, we see a couple of guys painting a wall up on a scaffolding. I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a theory to you real quick. Mm-hmm. A painter did something wrong to Fulci. <laughs> right. Because he's got a real problem about with painters. Five minutes into this movie, and this is going to be the second painter who has a massive problem. Uh, because one of the painters in the scaffolding looks in the window and he sees <gasps> what does he see? Fucked up eyes. Our lady friend. Yeah. But now she's got a, a Bad What's case of cataracts. Well, she's case got of West Borland eyes. <laughs> West Borland eyes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's in a dog suit. She's <laughs> jumping around playing the bass. Yeah. He's a guitarist. Don't don't correct me. Yeah. He, he's a <laughs> don't don't send messages to us. It's okay. From, All from guitars the, are the same. The Come band on. Limp Bizkit. You play guitar, um, there's no difference. But uh, fun, fun bit of trivia here: this guy who, who uh, the painter on the scaffold who sees the eyes, is the at the time the head of the Louisiana Film Commission. Oh, oh. shit! So not oh, only did he sign off on this movie, but he's nice. like, "Let me die at it." Oh, that's fun. He dies pretty uh, spectacularly because he falls like like Mick Foley off the hell of a cell. Oh god damn, yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to put Jim Ross's commentary over this. He really just, just fall that far, him. right? And it's on grass at least, too. But it's a hey, flat way, back landing though. I made I made a wrestling comment. You got to break comment. those poles with your ass and your head. Don't uh, I made a wrestling comment back. in our last episode and you fucker shit all over me. Well, we expect Bobby, it from Bobby gets specific to Mick Foley hell in the cell. And then you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. I don't remember saying my, that. They know my shtick. They know my gimmick. Don't yeah, put words no, in my Bobby mouth. Bobby actually enjoys wrestling. I think you just call it out. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. That's right, Tim. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't enjoy anything. So that's, that makes sense. Uh, so He's yeah, a real he full this guy. It, it, <laughs> I, uh, I am, yeah. 
It made me think of every time. Eddie, I'm... that's how you get a jury duty. Bring Mr. Fucking Sock Puppet with you. <laughs> yeah. It made Sorry, me Candace, think of every time I'm washing the windows and I see my one-eyed cat just appear on the other side. Then you see oh, me like God. flailing, falling backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So this dude that falls down, though, he's like barfing up blood and muttering <laughs> to himself. And I'm, I'm like, dude, I've seen Al Bundy fall off a roof a million times. It's never this bad. Usually he shakes fall it very off. Far. I've never had an injury in my whole life where I fucking gurgle the blood, but... Yeah, I don't think I've had my shit rocked hard enough for me to vomit blood before. No. So they call in Dr. John. Now, Dr. John is going to be a staple of this movie. Why? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because Why he's not? handsome. Because <laughs> he's David Warbeck, baby. Yeah. Maybe James Bond. Hell yeah. Dr. <laughs> Dr. John Bond. You got double O maybe. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> Who once again is in the right place, but at the wrong time. Yeah, it's true. So he he pops in and he looks at this guy and he's like, "Yeah, you got to get him to a fucking hospital. <laughs> like Thanks, he's doc. gonna die." Well, because he's yeah, like, that's the funny thing is because it took them longer to go get this fucking doctor. Because at one point we're gonna find out that the phones don't really work at this place, so they had to bring this guy into the fucking house, send mm. somebody to the doctor, and then have the doctor come back. Just take this guy to the fucking hospital yeah. or take him to the doctor. Because at this point, by the time Dr. John gets there, this dude has soaked through the couch. Yeah. Well, that's coming like, out of his fucking pay. He's bleeding more, out of his ears at this point. Like, this dude is done of, fucked. His ears, yeah. if he's lucky. More of him is outside of his body than inside of his body. Like, it's a problem. Yeah, it's all coming out of his mouth. He's spitting yeah. up his intestines for some reason. I don't know, man. So they, they're they like, all right, cool. Well, we'll get him to the fucking hospital. Because I guess the, the dude looks like fucking hell. So <laughs> he's toast. I like how they just gently pick him up too. <laughs> you grab yeah. his feet. I grab his arms. They're very gentle with him, uh, and then uh, they find the painting that's that's inside of the the. They take a break to like discover the artwork dr john does he's like oh Ed, that's a fascinating painting what's going on there and she's like i don't know i inherited this shit <laughs> and right about then she gets a call for room service from room 36 yeah the, the at little, first like, I old said, school what the fuck kind of alarm clock is that it only shows the minutes it doesn't show the hours but... <laughs> 36 oh very get confused up. <laughs> but uh like that fucking i like clock that, from though. the odd couple you can never tell time <laughs> okay dead silence okay all right i don't remember the clock from the odd couple i've never seen it tim explain the clock from the odd couple <laughs> Uh, just quickly, there was an episode where Felix decided that the apartment furniture was too old. He decided to modernize the apartment, and he got the two hand chairs. And then he got the clock that was just nothing but dots. And if there was two pink dots, that meant it was two hours and 13 minutes. Because he took the two pink dots, and he added the 14, 14 green dots, and that's how he got the time. Classic episode. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Now that you bring it up, I remember it. So, Bobby... <laughs> Our uh, next bonus is going to be all about the odd couple. Yeah, it's going to be you and yourself. That's the odd couple. Uh, so then they're like, ah, it's probably Arthur, that that drunken scamp. Like, I don't He's know, are in... the keys wet on that thing? This Was is that... the wettest I, yeah. motherfucker I've ever seen. Because <laughs> that's He's how you'll know if it's Arthur. The ocean, right? 
This guy's Aquaman. That's why his name is Arthur. <laughs> he looks like the the. Hey, I'm gonna do a comic book movie reference. You guys ready? I'm okay, so here ready. We go. Remember the? I think it was a district attorney in the X Men movies that there were yes. like we're gonna turn. Oh him no, into he was a, a senator. Senator yes. Robert yeah. Willard. It was Willard. Bruce the Davison. guy who fucking played Willard in the rat movies. Yeah, yeah. It was Crispin Glover. That's and, right. Uh, oh, they made him oh, all no. wet. Talking about remakes around Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's a pretty good one, though. That is a good one. I like Crispin Glover, though. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, we've got Arthur the Drunken Scamp. Uh, this guy's just creepy as shit. He's up in, in the room this looking guy, for a key. He's just constantly jerking off somewhere, right? That's the sweating. note that I have. That's why he's up in her room, like, looking around, looking all sweaty. Is because yeah, he's looking he just, for a key. Yeah, he's that's just, right. Yeah. In my just, panty drawer? He just jacked off Tim, all over the place yeah. in there. He's looking for a key to unlock this nut. Here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let this nut out. <laughs> so then, Tim, I have... You're gonna you're gonna appreciate this joke, Tim. You ready? Joe the plumber shows up, and I'm like, "What is this? The 2008 I, you election?" Know, let me tell you, I went on fucking Wikipedia. I looked that motherfucker up. He ran for fucking Congress, and he lost. Right? That piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yep. He had a whole thing. Uh, he didn't pay his taxes, and the biggest thing when I and this is something I found out very quickly about Joe the plumber. Uh, he was really big in the 2008 election. And this is when it was Obama versus uh, who was it uh, that was running? Romney. Uh, it was Rom- it was Ro- Mitt Romney. Mittens. Romney. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, McCain was the second one. And yeah, those are right, McCain. Yeah. Uh, and this guy shows up at a fucking Obama thing, and he's like, eh, you know, I have a plumbing business, and I think the taxes <laughs> that you want to put into effect are really going to hurt my business. Come to find out, he doesn't have a business. <laughs> he his defense is that. Six years ago, at that time, on a job interview, he talked about one day, like, you know, like the one they say to him, where do you see yourselves in five years? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'd like to have a plumbing business. So he never had the plumbing business. He was supposedly working under somebody's illegal fucking plumbing license where he wasn't supposed to work except for something like they figured out some shit for him where he could work in like a three block radius because he didn't have a license. What the hell? Yeah. And just one thing after the other with that fucking cocksucker job. Saying you have a plumbing business, Tim, I own plumber's tape, nylon tape, mm-hmm. and a few wrenches. I can say I have a plumbing business. Oh, and also that year that he said that, he made $40,000, which I think if you adjust it for inflation, is like $70,000 now. So he wasn't fucking poor when he was talking okay. about that shit. Yeah. Okay. But so no, that's was... a good, dude, let me tell you, I wish I fucking went to plumbing school and I had my own fucking plumbing company. You got to no, put a, a lot good... of shit. Yeah, yeah. make fucking money. He's a plumber like we're professional film critics. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. I mean, I no, do get paid people, to do this, so I guess I am. We're idiots that people like to listen to. That's no, no, no. Hold on. No, Bobby, we all have Patreons, right? Yeah, so we that actually, makes us we professional film critics. So we get paid we to critique films. Wait, 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 there it is. No. <laughs> I mean, metaphysically something. Metaphysically. Yeah. I, was about I keep to looking be... at our Patreon. I'm like, I wonder what level we have to get to where I see like three bucks of the money. But hey, one day it'll happen. Yeah. We get some free ball stuff. Fucking nice, people. If you would subscribe <laughs> to it and I could get over. 
if I could get over a hundred and ninety-seven dollars a fucking month after Patreon takes their fucking fees out and PayPal takes their fees out, and I have to pay for all of the hosting, I have to pay for Riverside all the other Tim fucking and Candace, bullshit. you each owe Eddie fifty dollars. You are, no, you know what? <laughs> Hey, hey, and by the way, Manscaped, it'd be fun if you paid me for an ad yet. No, Manscaped, they, you know what? You already hand it to them. They, they, they're thinking with no, their right hand, not the head shit, down there. But they're not giving us money. Anyhow. Well, if they don't pay us, let me tell you, they, I'm going to talk about how many fucking cuts my balls have. They, and I almost went to the ER because I almost cut my dick off. Jesus. Oh, my God. They, <laughs> I they say I used to be a yet. man. Um. Yeah, oh, until I got manscaped. Until like, I got when they call the lower, that shit's no fucking joke. That shit will chop Candace, your cock off. Candace got involuntary bottom surgery. So anyhow, uh, love that band. Oh my god, that'd be a great name for a post-punk thrash metal band. Involuntary so bottom Joe surgery. the Plumber. So yeah, Joe the Plumber's he, here, and this guy's he great. shows up, and Lisa's like. Hey, there's no water upstairs in the basement's a little flooded. They go downstairs. They're fucking oh. knee deep in water at the mm-hmm. foundation. No, I wanted I wanted to point this out that this dude's like the worst fucking plumber I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, he like, rules. He walks imagine, in and immediately lights up the plumber. Yeah, he, he knows how to get those billing hours up. Exactly. He immediately lights up a cigarette. Could you imagine walking into someone's house while you're on the job and just lighting up without asking? You're not mm-hmm. old enough, Candace. No, it was no, no. A thing See, no, no, no. He offered her the cigarette first, and she just went like, "Oh, okay. No, well, that's polite that's then." It. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, it's "How a, long is this going to take?" And he's like, and "He goes, it'll as take long... as long as it takes." Yeah, because he's charging labor by the hour. <laughs> Unless you want to get stuck <laughs> underneath the sink, then and then, then yeah. and then he puts a giant hole in her wall without asking her first. <laughs> Well, okay. no. When I, I saw him doing that, I'm like, yeah, you know, look, you got to find out what the cause of the leak is, right? These, there's two pipes I, coming out of I the can, wall. It's coming out behind the wall. What, how the fuck is he going to fix it if he doesn't get to it? Well, listen, but, listen yeah, to that this. Was the next I move just because had then plumbing... it was going to be like, go ahead, Gandis. Sorry. Hello. Hey, yeah. go ahead, Gandis. Oh, so sorry, sorry, the, my uh, mic cut out or something, but. uh... No, but, but like, I had plumbing work done recently, and they had to put a hole in my wall, but they were like, hey, I have to put a hole in your wall. Before they fucking did it, they didn't just do it and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a hole in your wall now. I don't fix that. He has the card for my brother-in-law, who does uh, all the brickwork. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Tim, I, I appreciate that. And by the way, the whole, like, how long is it going to take as long as it takes? Actually, I'm thing. watching it right now, and that's exactly the part that I'm up to, where yep. he's breaking down the fucking wall with the spike. Yep. Though, I got to say, um, um, while his answer is a bit snippy, um, she asked him that in the doorway to the living room. I'm like... He hasn't, he hasn't seen, seen the problem it yet. yet. No idea. I mean, that's true. No I get an estimate? True. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she also says the basement's a little flooded, and they actually have, like, a fucking walk bridge that they have to put in this fucking basement. So, right, yeah, so flooded. this is when Martha creeps up. Yeah. Now we get to see the Martha to the Arthur. Yeah. The, the other half of that fucking odd couple where both of them are odd. Uh, and she's like, hey, I made you, a, I cleared a path out for you, Joe. And then she stops, Lisa, and she's like, no, not not you. You're not allowed to go down the path. <laughs> I know it's your property, but no. <laughs> yeah. And I love, though, that you know she tells him that. He's like, yeah, great, lady. And then just starts wading into the basement water. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't go through her path. He's he just like, yeah, shit. fuck you. Do, 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 do. 
So then uh, he finds this the leak in the wall, and and like he said, he just starts making it bigger. Reveals a secret tunnel. But then corridor. the water stops once he breaks through the fucking wall. There's yeah. no more water coming out. So job done. Strange going on. Send the bill. That's it. Yeah. She turned around and left. Yeah, then I'm sure she's not finds... going to have, you know, erosion problems on the foundation of her hotel. I'm sure what she needs to do is just patch that shit up and then sell it. You no, ain't what saving she needs that to do shit. is just fucking sell this hotel for whatever the fuck she can get out of it. She lives in New York. Why the fuck does she want this hotel and open oh, up a fucking place she'll in tell Louisiana? You, like everybody else from New York, she'll tell you over and over and over and over again that she lives in New York. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Something to be proud about. What'll happen is she owns it. So what she's gonna do is the bare minimum to rehabilitate it and then rent it out to everybody. Oh yeah, the landlord special. We're hitting those walls with some white paint. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) So uh, Joe hits a mud wall and he starts fingering it. (laughs) He hits the back wall. (laughs) He hits the back wall. Starts fingering the mud. Uh, and then the mud wall starts falling apart, and a slimy hand reaches out. Pretty dope. Grabs his face. It's like the just... hand from that Goosebumps cover. Yeah, dude. It really Don't go is. in the basement, right? <laughs> yeah, well, definitely don't go yeah. in the basement, because this one fucking just plucks his eyeball out. And that's a um, that's a Fulci signature, is yeah. uh, the it eyeball is trauma. Eye trauma. real big on yeah. that. The idea that when you uh, when you see something you shouldn't have seen, you have to end up blinded in some way, even on even, even as you're dying. So he loved doing that in his movies. I okay. had always heard it was because it was a uh, the ick factor. Like everybody squirms when there's eye trauma. That's like a universal. Oh yeah, there's thing. certain things that you just like. I don't care how desensitized you are seeing horror movies and whatever. Watch Hostel, whatever. There are certain things that when you see them, it still just gives you a fucking like what the Ugh. fuck. Speaking Eyeballs, of sh- Achilles heels, right? That's it. Spe- speaking of things that uh, trauma that makes you squirm, I'm not going to say specifics, but there's a part in Stranger Things season four that I was like, nope. Like I was squirming in my seat and every time the trauma would happen again, I'm just like, no. So oh, look forward to that. Dokey. Yep. Look forward to that, Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, it was somebody um, saying the, the, the wrong answer to who built the uh, Great Wall of China, <laughs> and then nobody corrected them. And Candace was losing it. And Candace was like, no, no, no. I have to tell them. Who can I email? Look, if you don't want that, me to correct you, don't be wrong. That teacher forgot to assign them homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Candace. So you know, I once takes on a off. different on a different podcast, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I once saw an amazing checkmate happen. Uh, there was a, a woman and two men on the podcast, and the woman uh, mentioned a thing, and the guy said, "I don't know what that is," and she described that as mansplaining. What? That's not really mansplaining. I'm aware, but this is a perfect <laughs> checkmate because these two dudes can't tell her that now. Oh, that's true. Be mansplaining to <laughs> yeah. So they just had to sit there. <laughs> I was like, man, this is like Are the Highlander sure oh, where like, you lock edited in position. It out where they both went oh. on a 20 minute rant. So it's like, no, let me tell oh, you something, Eddie. honey. Eddie, that's the hero of the week. Let's get the riff. <laughs> no, no. I, we have to, I have another hero of the week planned. No, no. The hero of the week can totally be a woman, but I have another one planned. We'll we'll do that next week, though. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, Joe uh, gets his eyeball squished out of his face. And Joe's eyeball just gets plucked right out of his fucking face, it's and he's gross. dead. Then Lisa takes off. She's got to head to town for some supplies, but she gets stopped in the middle of the longest bridge ever. Yeah, where the fuck? This okay. This is a, this ooh, can't be ooh, the ooh, Louisiana, ooh, right? Ooh, it's a real ooh, bridge. Ooh, it's it's ooh, over. Ooh, a lake. I know it's a real bridge. I didn't think it was CGI. Ooh, ooh Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter, call on me. Please, Candace. Candace, Horshack of this podcast. Okay, I can't actually say the names of the bridges because they're really long and complicated. No, but say it. There are three. No, you have to say the name of the bridge. No, names. Say the name of the bridge, or I'm going to mute you. Say the name of the bridge, or I'm going to mute you. I don't know the names right Do off it. the top of my Look head. Look it up and say it. Look it up. Look it up. Bridges. The fucking simplest words. Fuck. No, look I'm going to. I'm going to fucking look it up right now. Anyway, okay. there's there are three of the longest bridges in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they're all in Louisiana, and they go over. All the lakes in Louisiana and all the swamp Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, there's the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway, the Manchac Swamp Bridge, and the Atchafalaya Basin Bridge. And they're all in Louisiana. And when were they built? Atchafalaya. Atchafalaya. When were they built? I don't know. I just Googled real quick. (laughs) It just has their lakes. More on Google. That's it. No, you're just trying to distract me so I don't talk. But this is specifically the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway. That they're using. Yeah, it's insane how long those bridges are. They're they're marvels of modern engineering. I mean, they would definitely expand over Terabithia, that's for damn sure. So in the middle of this bridge, though, there's some crazy woman. With, with the worst guide dog. dog ever that guided her oh, yeah, into traffic. <laughs> for real, I, I think that guide dog... That, that side dog is how your lawyer gets you off a fucking vehicle manslaughter, right? <laughs> yeah. The dog didn't fucking tell her anything to move. It's a dog's fault. So There's a car in the coming. Of the she's in the middle of a busy causeway. <laughs> Not busy. She's only Not fucking car on the goddamn uh, causeway, Candace, whatever the hell that is. I know, but usually it is busy. I don't know how they got it where it wasn't. They put a blind chick with a fucking seeing eye dog on. Yeah, that's it. Nobody fucking. <laughs> it's gonna. Hold on, we got to get the blind lady off. Stay here for twenty minutes. I've seen yeah. that movie. So then Liza, she slams on the brakes and gets out. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, out I would have slowed down a lot sooner than she does, but okay. I mean, I would have just swerved. But anyhow, she's like, "What." What's going on out here? And she's like, ah, not much. Hey, you want to go um, hang out? No, she's out like, oh, and- are you Lisa? It's oh, like, yeah, I know you. How do you know my name? <laughs> she's like, I've been searching for you. And then she's like, you should get rid of the hotel. You know what? I would at that point. I'm like, you know, I was already thinking I should fucking sell that shit. I could just buy like, a nice little condo in New York for the money that I'm going to get for that hotel, right? Yeah. Well, no. Tim, a condo in New York, that's got to be like $2.5 million, right? Uh, now it is, yeah. I was uh, yeah. I was looking on Zillow the other day, and Jesus fucking Christ, $500,000 won't buy you shit in a condo in New York. Nope. It'll, it'll buy you one of the rooms. Oh, did you see that New York Times article that was like, uh, it's like they discovered roommates, that those exist? It was like, how these women, like four strangers, four strange women live together to get Picked by to in the city. Oh, you're kidding. You have to live with strangers? That's called roommates. I lived one time I lived in Manhattan. I lived on um well, I won't give the exact address, but on 28th Street down on the east side. 
And the apartment downstairs from me was the entire floor. So there was like three or four bedrooms. It was yeah. really, it was incredible where they set up. And it was nothing but a constant fucking flow of chicks moving right. in and out, in and out. They were all college yeah. girls. Yeah. And they were fucking, at one point, there had to be like fucking 12 of them in a room. Now, maybe there's something else going on down there. I didn't notice, but. Yeah, I did that in college. You would just put out an ad on Craigslist because I lived in a townhouse and be like, we're letting out a room. You share a bathroom. You also and share bam, the living space in the kitchen. And then, yeah, so we just had complete strangers moving in. See, I've never had roommates. I could never imagine living with roommates. Fuck that shit. Eh, you get used favorite. to it. Nah. I didn't fuck enough, so I didn't want to have my roommate coming and getting fucked all the time, so... <laughs> Better live by yourself. Oh man, that got pointed out to me because our beds were pushed up against the same wall. I didn't think about it. And, and you know, Candace, you never all that time you never moved your bed to the other side of the room. Well, it was like a queen size bed in this tiny room. There was only so many places I could put it. And uh, someone was like, you know, he's having sex with her like six inches away from your head right now, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh <laughs> god, damn it. <laughs> These are the things you don't want to do. On a good night, it's only five and a half inches away from your head. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think he's going to bust hard enough for it to be an issue. There's only so many places I can put it. So, uh, (sighs) yeah. Then, Martha. I would be Candace's friend pointing that out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's like like right next to you, right now. They're having sex. You always know because the music turns up really loud because they're trying to get some privacy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then you turn your music up and everybody agrees nothing's happening. So Martha learns Joe's fate. She goes downstairs and he's fucking dead as hell. His brains and and guts and blood are all liquidy and spilling out of his eyes and his mouth. Oh yeah. Oh, and they find they find a bonus corpse, by the way. That's always That's nice. Good. Yep. Always nice. And it's yeah. uh it's Spike. It's yeah, it's our buddy Spike. Uh and then we I cut have a question. to the Where are the police in this movie? Non existent. <laughs> they don't <laughs> exist. This, this is, is what happened. This is, this is a, I just a thought bleak. about that. I watched this movie one and a half times already, and I was like, "Yeah, See? there's no cops." If you defund the police, you get the beyond. Mm-hmm. That's a warning, Tim. <laughs> this is <laughs> no, Bobby. I I wish it was that simple, but this is Louisiana. They're out hassling minorities, right? Oh, that's right. true. Well, look. If, even if you defund the police, they'll they'll do that part for free. Don't worry. Fair. That's a fair point. So uh, then we, uh, we we cut to the whistling mortician. and uh, <laughs> Oh, man, this guy. This guy rules. He's just having a little jaunty tune that he's whistling about. And he's remarking about it. He's like, hey, man, this soggy cadaver looks great. Can I experiment on it? Yeah, he's like, sure. I want to hook him up to my brainwave machine. Anyone like, else think it, it looks like Clayface from Batman the Animated Series? No. no. I mean, nerds probably would. <laughs> no, because Clayface is like like a huge, Like a nerd dude. that was he's watching like that probably would. Mass, isn't he? Yeah, but I just thought with the face, because it, it looked like clay. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, it's Clayface. She said Clayface, not clay body. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, of course. I get those characters mixed. I thought he looked a little bit like the dude that got the toxic waste from RoboCop. Well, Emil. 
The problem I have with this guy is this guy should not be a fucking doctor working in a hospital at all. Because if he thinks that hooking a fucking a brain brainwave detector thing up to dead fucking bodies it's is going to actually anything. work. Yeah. What the I fuck mean, is wrong with this guy? Timmy's working. They, they just let him work with dead bodies. They're like, what harm could he do? He can't kill a dead body. I mean, it's not like he's selling fingers or anything like that in candy snatches. So I guess right. he's yeah. a, a better average uh, morgue yeah. system. That's like, yeah, the, uh, like... that's like the character from Scrubs that's like really bad at being a doctor. So they make him a, a coroner because they're like, well, yeah. you yeah. can't accidentally kill him. Yeah, they're like, look, you want to hook your machine up to him? That's fine. Just make sure when you're done, you bring them back down. <laughs> Put him oh in the wait! Freezer. So maybe this guy started working in like the uh, the floor that had like the live people, and he was doing this. And like, we got to get rid of him, but he's union. We can't fire him. Where can we put him? <laughs> put him in the morgue. That or this is like there's a separate movie that's going on that's his Forrest Gump story, where he just <laughs> kind of stumbles his way across America. Maybe his brainwave machine I is got... what fucking brings all these zombies back to life. <laughs> you know what? I I had that thought too. That this could also be a secret Herbert West. Oh, I like that. We're getting into Lovecraft stuff. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Full circle, so, say. But no, that does, I'm like, dude, that's not going to work. The guy's brain's dead. So the mortician leaves the cadaver to uh, uh, all to hang out on the scanner. And as soon as he leaves the room, mm-hmm. it starts beeping. Yep. And just then... Joe's widow and daughter pop oh, in man. first week. Look, oh my fucking god! We meet Marianne the plumber, and Marianne the plumber, and, and Jill daughter the Jill the daughter. plumber. Yeah. And notice that both the parents are brunette, but their daughter is a ginger. Seem a and little suspicious. Bo- the daughter and the mother look about the same age. Yeah, I they could be to, adopted. We need to talk to Dave Thomas about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wendy. Yeah, it could be an adoption scenario, Candace. Don't judge people. Oh, uh, I guess so. so. No, but, no, I like how- no, Eddie, I don't care how desperate you are for a kid that you get to the point where you're going to adopt a kid. Nobody's taking a ginger. Damn. Well, Christians don't <laughs> adopt. That's that's true. <laughs> oh, that's right. They just force you to have the baby, but they don't want to yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say adoption's an option, and then you go interview them, and they've never adopted a child. They Not leave once. that up to the lesbians and gays. Uh, that way, is the best question Pride that month. you ask anybody who's pro-life. Yeah. How many, how many kids have you, have you adopted? adopted, you fucker? <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to the lesbians and gays and then also try and take away their right to do so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bobby fucking mm-hmm. nailed it. Uh, so, anyhow, they uh, the mom's like, all right, I guess I'm going to go, uh, you know, get the... the my dead husband. Yeah, dressed I like up. how they let her just fuck around in the morgue by herself. No, they don't. No, by... Candace, nobody lets her. She just does it, and it says, <laughs> "Not do not entry, do not entry." Yeah, do not <laughs> entry. She still walks in, but she right? entries. As far as I see, so far, we've seen the doctors who work that they have to press a fucking button to get out of this room. She just walks in. Yeah, a button. Starts cutting that complicated up mechanism. And like, look. Lady, you don't know they're done with the fucking autopsy yet, and you're going to do all this shit? And just imagine, oh, wait, we didn't finish it. We had a break for lunch because of union rules. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so I love, though, that when she gets back in there, the cadaver has to play dead by making the monitor stop beeping. 
yeah, good idea. It's just smart, David. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know he's he's moving about because when we first did the beeping and they zoomed past the face, you could see the actor blinking under the mask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So then the wife finishes dressing him up. No, no, looks... hold on, Eddie. You have you, okay. Look. She shows up with a pair of fucking scissors just in case she has to cut the back of his fucking clothes to put it on a dead body. Well, right. Yeah, they usually pick do him up that and put his arms up. They usually do that at the funeral homes. They don't usually yeah. do that in the morgue. I was like, I didn't know but you had to do it But who shows up with a pair of fucking scissors in their pocket? Someone who's planning on putting those clothes on a corpse. No, no, the no, people. because she tries, Bobby, she tries to pick him up first, and then she's like, oh, I can't do this, so what can I do? And then she gets the idea, let me cut the clothes down the back. Ah, so she wasn't um, planning ahead. She tried to lift him up and she couldn't dress or him. And then plan Tim, B was cutting the clothes. Or Tim, alternate theory. She has the scissors with her because she's from the underworld in the movie Us. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we okay. go. Creep on it. Got me. Mm-hmm. She and she and little Jill are in their red jumpsuits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, man. Please so... tell me there's no, there isn't two Jills. Yeah, her she has really pale eyelashes, and it creeps me out. You notice how pale her eyelashes what? were? Look, man, gingers deserve respect. I don't like she this is, kind of... Uh, I will say this. She is 100% redhead. 100% redhead. Oh, my God. I don't okay. care how long that dress is. I don't care how thick it is. She's 100... With those eyelashes and eyebrows, okay. she's 100% redhead. I yes, wasn't. that little kid is definitely a natural redhead. She's not a little kid. She's like 32 years old. They just put her in pigtails. <laughs> There's no way that her hair could grow that long in 16 to 17 years. So she has to be at least 18. <laughs> this is how, okay. We'll explain that to the police. <laughs> Look how long her hair is. Come on, man. Tim, I, I got a few. Uh, I got some AOL Instant Messenger correspondence. I'd like to read yeah. out loud real quick. Hey, Tim, why don't you sit down right there? Yeah. Did you bring these Bahama Mamas? You can open one. Go ahead. Yeah, you could have one of the Zima Golds, Tim, that you brought from fucking 1985. So, um, they were bottles some... and low wine coolers. Bartles and James. Bartles and James. Sorry, Tim. I had to That's correct you. That's even worse you. than two. You know that shit, Tim. I had to correct you on your old man shit. God damn it. Anyhow, so yeah, she gets them all dolled up, and then she gets a peek at the cadaver, and as she's doing it, she freaks out, and then a bottle of acid just starts man, bubbling. I love it. This it's is fucked a, up because at first I thought this was just water, right? And I was like, what the because fuck? Because it's an unlabeled open yeah, jar on a high shelf. Yeah, how the fuck, Bobby? <laughs> exactly. That's fucking got to be an OSHA fucking violation right there, right? You have this to label the fucking sulfuric acid. See, your mistake here, Tim, is you're trying to make sense of a Lucio Fulci movie. That's you true. don't try to make sense of them. You just go along for the ride. Yeah. Anytime something See, doesn't that's make why sense, you get just away stare at yourself in like the mirror and go, dream life. nothing has to make sense. Sorry, what was that, Bobby? Oh, we were getting to the same place. He just ran ahead of me. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Tim... I got stiff-armed as he charged into the end zone. Okay? Yeah, yeah, Tim. <laughs> and at my age, too, Bobby, you should be ashamed. I am, I assure you. <laughs> Tim conversationally is like a uh, very horny uh, uh, high school boy. Yeah, I just can't wait. I just, I just yeah. kind of spurt hey, it no, out. Hey, no, no, I got to fucking <laughs> yeah. tell you about the day. No, no. Hey, <laughs> slow down. You got to catch now. a bus or something? Yeah. No, you do. Um, it's an Andrew Dice Clay joke. Hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, 
Oh my god, then the the daughter pops in and gets to just watch mom's face Ugh. get melted by the now tipped over bottle of mm-hmm. acid. What sequence of events and led to this? Who knows? <laughs> Don't worry about who it. Who knows? Because we just saw she, we just saw Mrs. the Plumber scream at nothing, and then when we came back in, she's laying yeah. under this thing. Yeah, is this a thing in Italian movies where people slowly get killed without doing anything that could possibly yes. stop their death? They yes. just sit yeah. there. And That's a hundred percent an Italian movie thing. They, yeah, gonna, like they they always get frozen in fear. Tim, you're going to figure that out for the remainder no, of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mussolini's army. Go ahead. Damn. <laughs> wow. Damn. Thanks, Dennis Miller. Tim, you Shots fired. <laughs> well, yeah, one shot fired and they just run away. <laughs> I, didn't I mean, they're not that. like the French. They're, they're not that bad. So, uh, yeah, she's just like watching. She narrowly escapes Puddle Mom's foamy embrace by finding I've read that, open. Yeah, is She's getting chased by the fucking blob. At worst comes to worst, get up on a fucking table because it's not yeah. eating through the floor. It's not eating through all the other fucking... Uh, the tables with the dead bodies now, on it. So, Get up on a fucking chair, Tim. I've got I've got a bigger complaint than yours now that I've got to bring up. She opens up the freezer and a corpse <laughs> falls out. Okay. He leans in like hello, real, real quick. Why in the fuck in movies does everybody lean the corpse against the inside of a door? <laughs> then they push the door. It's closed. frozen. That's okay. No, Tim. What I'm asking you is. Is this a thing like there's not adequate storage space? No, no, no. Yeah, in this is how you check and see if when you go out to lunch on union break, if somebody non-union comes in and opens up the door. <laughs> this is like okay. if you ever like okay. have people over your house and you want to test if they're like nosy, you mm-hmm. fix your medicine cabinet, you open yeah. up, you open up the medicine cabinet so a that it bit, spills you put a bottle open. of aspirin, just tilt it, and then push okay. the door back. You so when they open up the door, open it jar crashes of acid. into the sink. Same thing. Yeah, but with a corpse. So, Tim, yeah. this is my move about how you make the hooker clap while you're going to the bathroom so you know she's not going through your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just make her come into the bathroom with you because that's part of the kink. I oh, always gosh. thought it was because uh, Leslie Vernon was propping up the bodies and setting them just right so they can be found. Um, the guy from Naked Gun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the rest is a lot of cardio. Is- I just made Candace so pissed off by not knowing that name. Oh, he knows it. I know. (laughs) I just I would love to see a scene though, well, where the uh, the two people that are working in the funeral er, or not the funeral, but but working down here in the morgue are like. Mm One dude's like, uh, it's almost lunch break, and then Hank's like, all right, hold on, and he just like stuffs the corpse, leans it up, and elbowing it in. You always see in movies and TV shows who are the people with the darkest sense of humor in TV shows? The people who work with the dead bodies, right? So yeah, yeah, that's something that you you do that to the new guy, Eddie. You had your job when you signed up for the fucking DOD where they gave you that fucking everything that looks like water could be a poison that can kill you in two seconds, (laughs) right? If you smell it, yeah. Uh so then we, we get to Lisa. She's having a milkshake with the dog. Yeah, they were like, and fuck she, this, enough of that. Sexy We're going time. to the jazz kitchen and having a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what does she drink like, with the actual fucking cherry on top of it? It looks like a milkshake. It, it does not look like an alcoholic beverage. Everybody else is drinking in this fucking place. They, they make alcoholic hey, dude, milkshakes. No, she's, she's sober, man. 
We don't know her backstory. Not back then, Candace. That's a new thing. Back then, they didn't make fucking alcoholic milkshakes. No, Candace, I tried explaining this to you before. People were pouring Irish cream in your in your milkshake from McDonald's. You were being abused. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That would wow. explain why I have the liver of an eighty-year-old already. <laughs> How low rent can you get getting a McDonald's milkshake and then putting Irish cream in it? Jesus Christ. That's pretty sure my mom alcoholic. <laughs> well, Tim, where do you think the Mick came in the McDonald's? Well, so, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> he, he explains like, look, things are uh, dragging at the hotel that you inherited. Arthur and Martha, I guess she also inherited them. Yeah, they came with the place. She doesn't know anything about <laughs> what them. What the fuck? Yeah. How does that work? Hey, do Bobby. I still have to pay you? Do I? Do you get a raise because there's a new owner? What the fuck, Bobby? I gotta ask you, sir. Yeah, the place that you live. Who did you inherit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got no less than four people roaming around this place. No, I don't man, know where they came on, from. I bet I don't you pay Bobby's them. got a sweet deal because he's a mailman and he knows when somebody's dead before anybody oh, else. Exactly. Get I get arm. the I get the hot tip. Yeah. I get the scoop. Yeah. Well, yeah, because every mailman reads you mail. We all assume that, right? No, but no, I'm sure if you open up the mailbox and you're like, you can't stuff any more fucking mail into the 86 year old lady's mailbox anymore. And she's probably yeah. dead. Yeah. You can just get starts... all this fucking ARPP shit in the mail and fucking things from life alert. I, and I then did the have mail a... starts spilling out like a frozen corpse. Yeah. I did have that happen with the customer. Not an old lady, but a, a, a lady in one of, on my route. Uh, the last time I spoke to her, she uh, she called me Slim as a nickname because uh, I'm a fat guy, and uh, you know it's one of those deals. Lovely, like, she yeah. sounds lovely. <laughs> and then there. like a week later, I found out she died. I'm like, and you well, said good riddance, and you spit yeah. on the yeah. ground. I was like, which yeah. one of like, us you is know Slim what, honey? now? You didn't tip me at Christmas, so yeah. I'm not. I'm just going to keep delivering your mail for another three yeah. weeks. Hey, have a good weekend, living Leslie. <laughs> you're calling me slim because I'm not slim. So every time joke. I every time I got a piece of mail that I had to write deceased on and send back to the sender, I muttered to myself, "Slim, slim." <laughs> yeah. uh, then we cut to the funeral of the now orphan child. Yeah, she's having a good time. Oh yeah. man, Jesus Christ! And. Uh, uh, Joe and and his wife, by the way, that that died. Uh, so I guess now whoever buys Joe's house just inherits the daughter. Is that no, no? See, I thought this is a perfect example of Catholics. What and Jesus people in particular? Because guess what? Now the funeral's over. The mom is dead. The father's. Dead. Who cares about this kid? It's not like she's in the womb. No, no. Tim. Whoever buys the house inherits her. It's it's like an Arthur and, and Martha oh, situation. Yeah. Oh shit! Is that how it works in Italy no, or I was, Louisiana? I just assume she had to be a plumber now. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like right. She gets the truck. She gets uh, the tools. That's how it works. Oh, in she drills the plumbing as a snake. Oh yeah, that's what those are for. <laughs> oh god damn! <laughs> she got her head in the but, sink. Uh, she's just moving her neck around. I so, mean, we'll see so later she, on where someone was using their hair as to try to sneak out a oh, drain. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we'll get to that. So she's she cries for a bit, and then she gets comforted, and we see she has creepy eyes, too. Oh, what? shit, the daughter is bad. We, we cut she back to the She stared into the abyss. And the abyss stared back into her. So we cut back to the hotel, 
Emily pops in for a quick visit. She's like, look, Lisa, you, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to get rid of this joint. She's like, I don't want to do that. She's like, yeah, All right. I didn't tell you well, this when it was actually feasible yeah. for you to do yeah. something about it. Now that it's too late, let me fill you in, honey. Yeah. You, you just bought Motel Hell. Yeah. Sorry I was yeah. late. I was escaping hell. Yeah. And by the way, now I'm going to tell you the truth about it. Turns out there's this painter. He found a key to a gateway to hell. Uh, With you so far. Okay. And I, I'll tell you another thing and then knock on the door. <laughs> ah, shit. Hold on. I got to check it out. And then we get another buzz from 36. <gasps> And Emily's like, ah, oh, it's him. It's the painter. That's where he died. He died in 36. And she says, don't then ever she go goes in over there. And she starts like, yeah, don't go in there. Whatever you do, don't fucking go in 36. It's room 237. Don't go in. Don't go in 237. Uh, I think somehow through numerology that works out to 36. Then she starts rubbing the painting and she gets like a wicked finger cut. And she's no, going to shit out of she that gets, place. She gets the spike model. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. This, is, this isn't the 2000s. Nobody's thinking about suing anybody for anything yet. I'm going to give you credit on that one, uh, Bobby, for, for calling it the spike model. <laughs> because she starts, that's where she starts bleeding is uh, where he had gotten nailed to the wall. Yeah. Uh, then she runs away. And then Lisa goes to follow, stops, and then closes her eyes. And I have to ask you, fantasizes about her being chased by a man repeatedly. <laughs> Why? But you don't do that? Why not? Fantasize about women being chased by men? No. I, I get to see that enough in reality. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to fantasize shit. No, it's just I see it. No, I saw somebody's comment that it was like, you notice she doesn't step on specific boards or whatever. Hmm, I, I hadn't know. noticed that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Somebody's watched this movie too many fucking Some, times. Was yeah. it Bobby's comment? Somebody's watching. This is beyond Bobby. Bobby this Pippen. is. This is the, you know how there's like the bizarro version of Superman? There's like a bizarro Bobby. That's who it was. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So then uh, after that, what, 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 if you're her, right? If you're Lisa, you were just warned about this shit. You've had some supernatural experiences. Emily runs away. You closed your eyes. You had a weird like hallucination about her being chased by a guy over and over again. What do you do? I call Zach Bagans. Sell the fucking hotel. I would Tim, have the you ghost. Sell the hotel. I'd call Ghost Adventures and have them cleanse the hotel, and they'd probably hmm, buy some shit. Yeah, they might buy Zach the hotel. Baggins. Ooh, you get Zach good Baggins. Idea, yes. Yeah. Bobby, what do you do? Oh, I wander into the room I was told to stay out of. <laughs> yeah, you get a hatchet <laughs> and then you bust in to the fucking very first place room. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, the only room that's fucking locked in this hotel, right? Yeah, true. Exactly. Didn't even lock the basement. Yeah, and we found they, two I mean, yeah, That's a fucking there. drowning hazard. Jesus Christ! You got to put a fence around that basement. But no one's going to sue, so it's fine, Tim. It's fine. True, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your ground. That's true. So she she pokes around in there and she finds <gasps> Ebion. 
the book. <gasps> the cursed book. The cursed book, and that startles her. And just as it does, the uh, closet door swings open. And so she pokes around in there. She's like, I don't know. Maybe that something happened and maybe it didn't. Peruses the wares. And she's like, I got a shit. So she heads toward the uh, bathroom. <laughs> Favorite line from the movie. Uh, I got a Same, shit. You know how you know you, you're watching an Italian horror movie or any Italian <laughs> movie? You see a chick take a shit. Yep. Uh, and she, Part of the charm. So she she's heads- destroying that fucking toilet. Yep. Mario <laughs> Bava started that trend. By the way, she knows there's no running water, so this is just going to be. Oh, that's just, fucked up. Oh, man, well, I mean, that's why it? you go into a different room, right? You don't do that shit in your room where you're staying. Yeah, you don't shit where you eat, that's for sure. And nobody's eating in 36. So she goes up to the bathroom to take a big old healthy shit. But no. There's <laughs> it's all that beyond a, meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a dude nailed to the wall. Man. It's Spike. And she panics. She runs downstairs. She's so like, oh, all the shit. Time, all this time, this dude's been fucking hiding, uh, stuck in a fucking bathroom, stuck to the wall, basically, <laughs> that sucks. right? What an eternity yeah. that is. <laughs> He's like, man, She's... I didn't even die in the bathroom. This sucks. Well, who man, brought me up here? fucking hand grenades the tourists are drinking and the fucking Louisiana shrimp that people are eating <laughs> and you're being stuck in that bathroom? All that spicy oh, no, food. Man. <laughs> He's had to watch so much etouffee leave bodies. I'm just a po' boy from a po' family. Anyhow, let me go. Wow. She uh, panics. She runs downstairs, runs into uh, Dr. Sexy, Dr. John. All right. And this dude seems real interested in her in the hotel. (laughs) He's like, wait, 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 stop, stop. Tell me about yourself. Yeah, this How guy doesn't want to be a fucking hotel? doctor. He wants to be a fucking hoteler. Hoteler, call him right? Dr. Hoteler? Love. Yeah, he wants to be a hoteler. Hotelier. Yeah, hotel. It's pen and hoteler's investigation <laughs> that's going on. No, he talks so, more than Teller does, so. He, he heads up to investigate, but the body's gone. But there's still these giant nails on the fucking wall. And then when yeah, she's describing what like she... Rust. When she when she just describing what she saw and he sees that there's nothing there except for the nails in the wall. He gives her the most condescending look like yeah. these crazy uh, women Candace, with their hysteria Candace, and their delicate no, 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 sensibilities. No, no, no. For real, for real man <laughs> or woman, if somebody told you that story, you're not going to believe it right off the bat. Right? Well, maybe into the room and there's nothing there. So yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you'd be a little bit less condescending about it, but you're still like, yeah, guess what? Surprise. There's somebody fucking crucified in your bathroom. But yeah, I, want, I want to watch your ghost adventure show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking surprise, pal. There ain't no ghosts in here. <laughs> it made me, it got me thinking. Stupid asshole. Is there ever a movie no. where the dude's like, you, it was your imagination. You didn't see anything. And the woman's like, no, fuck you. I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. This really happened. No, there's never been a movie like that. <laughs> no, it's literally every movie. Well, no, it. Uh, I started thinking about it, and the the biggest one that came to my mind was Insidious, when the wife's like, "This place is fucking haunted. We need to move," and the husband immediately moves. There's yeah, no like argument. Yeah, yeah, he somehow wife, planned a move life. in the middle of the night. Like they got a truck there and everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they 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 must have money mm-hmm. too. Moving ain't cheap. No, not at all. Yeah. I, so I, guess, I guess that's... I'll also say right now, Candace, Fred Kruger's dead, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, there's never been a movie that did this. No, no, no. I mean, like a movie uh, where the you know, like the guy actually like, and they where he actually like listened. Oh no, God no! That's science fiction. <laughs> like, is there a movie where the woman's like, "No, this really happened," and then he's like, "You know what? I think you're well, right. We need to get did, out of here." He did well, listen. Yeah, is, is there a movie where the woman figures it out first? It's usually it's, uh, the movies are always. No, I just I just trolled you, Candace. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> no, rubbing off on me. It's always she's like, "No, I have to uh, actually you." No, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> no, go on. What else happens in this movie? To, to me, I, I paused. I wasn't saying shit. <laughs> you all were having your discussion, man. I, I took a nap. No, so then Lisa uh, notices uh, that the book is gone. Dun dun dun. So she takes a stroll through town and she talks shop with her uh, architect what? friend, who's like, "What the fuck yeah, is we, that? What? Do That's you... my cat." Oh, my <laughs> god. <laughs> Damn it! You forgot to it's, mute the mic when you were beating off it's again. Tim's a guide cat. Yeah, and Lisa, Lisa uh, goes over to this bookstore window and she sees what she thinks is the book that's missing. She rushes in, and uh, you know what? It turns out they only have it on paperback. Man, I like this bookshop owner though, who can't stop giggling. Yeah, well, Doctor Giggles. You know he's uh, drawing dirty pictures. Is what he's doing, and that's why he's, oh, he's drawing. Yeah. He's drawing boobs in all these books. Yep, oh, that, that would rule. <laughs> he's just giggling and drawing boobs in every book. He just keeps reading <laughs> the last two thirds of Stephen King's It, and you're like, oh, oh dude, I don't know, man, I don't like you. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's the, she's like, there, there was a different book here. I, I swear. He's like, look, man, that has been the same book for two and a half years. No one in this town can read. They're, <laughs> they're all stupid. That's why I laugh because I, I, I'm mocking everybody who walks past my window. You're, you're welcome to buy it though. It's a good book. They never mention what the book is. Yeah, no, I was curious. So there's a note on what the book is though. You know what it is? What is it? <clears throat> Catcher in the Rye. Gross. Bookstore really? guy is an incel. Yeah. Wait, so that book has been sitting there for two and a half years? Yeah. Bookstore guy is an incel, Tim. Oh, he won't sell it to anybody. Oh, wait, so no, hold on. There's no way that an incel is giving that book away to a chick. Yeah, that's why he's uh, trying to get her away from it. Are you telling me that Catcher in the Rye has been adopted by incels for their nefarious purposes? Candace, everything has been adopted by incels Candace, for the wrong reason. You don't understand. If you read Catcher in the Rye, oh, yeah, you're you right. will become a mass oh, shooter. See, I can't actually understand. It's beyond me. I definitely didn't go to yeah, college you, for literature. I, yeah. Did <laughs> even really... say that that was the reason why he tried to shoot uh, uh, Reagan? Besides no, Jody that Foster. was because he wanted Jodie Foster to suck his cock. Which, by the way, <sighs> barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'd be like if I shot George W. Bush because I wanted to fuck Katie Lang. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, nobody, you know, Jodie Foster, you know, nobody knew about her too much about that. I know, she, I know. She, she'd been out of the public eye for a couple of years. So. Wasn't she like 13? No. 
No, at that no. time, no. She, I think she was in Harvard at that time, Gavin. She. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, that fucking lady is super fucking smart. Besides being a great fucking actress and everything like yeah. that, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was his brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, up to that <laughs> point, it hadn't not worked. That, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you're gonna, be, you gotta be the first one to dip your toe into that pool to see if that works. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as they say, Tim, shoot your shot. Yeah. So, uh, what was that? The, well, who's the guy who does the fucking pickup artist thing? Why didn't he ever try that? Instead I don't of peacocking, know. just like shooting hey, somebody famous. You know what? I'm in favor of shooting any Reagan. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Reagan was. Yeah, a piece no, of shit. Ron. Ron Reagan, leave him alone. He's cool. Nancy Reagan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig that fucking bitch up again and still and shoot her a fucking two times. Oh my god! Head. Did you see that they're making? Was it her that they're making the fucking the stamp for? Dude, this yes. no, no, no. Hold on. Uh, look, let me tell you. Look, and I'm a Democrat, and as a Democrat, I can shit on a Democrat when they do something wrong and fucked up. Unlike Republicans, who just like whatever a Republican does is okay with me. Mm-hmm. This is fucked up. They're gonna fucking celebrate that cunt, and I said cunt, <laughs> Nancy fucking Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. How many fucking people died because she wouldn't let her fucking husband talk about AIDS or do fucking yeah. anything about that? Happy shit. Pride Month, everybody! Yeah, happy Pride Month! Uh, yeah, Happy Pride Month! Lot. Dig Nancy Reagan up and kill her again. Yeah. Hey, remember that hey, song? Everybody... Nancy Reagan smokes crack. How about yeah. this? Nancy Reagan supposedly—I don't know where I read this, but it must be true because I want it to be true—was like superb at sucking cock, and that's what she was famous for yeah. before she married Ronnie. Why that? Why else? I mean, yeah, dead silence. Her. Because yeah. that's no, that's a check in the plus side. There's nothing wrong with sucking a dick, Tim. No, no. But, uh, I was more against her with the whole war on drugs thing. That's the yeah. Remember? <sighs> does did anybody else remember that song? Nancy Reagan smokes crack. And no, then what playground did you hear it on? No, I actually was living in Miami at the time, so I probably was did hear it in a playground. But yeah, that was a song. There you go. Nancy Reagan smokes okay, crack. Well, she might have smokes crack in uh, stroke sack. Uh, see, I'm That's sorry. I, I grew up in that time. I was uh, young at that time, and really, what she, because of what she did and how much she stopped people yeah. talking about AIDS and AIDS research. And again, another <sighs> Republican fucking thing. She's against uh, Republicans were against stem cell research until her fucking husband had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And they thought maybe stem yeah. cell research could <laughs> help. Convenient. And then she's like, all of a sudden, hey, you know what? That's okay. That's fine. Let's. We have to advance stem cell research. Yeah, they're always yeah. against things until they can use it. Yeah, until something personally happens to them. That's what like, you have. All the Republicans are against gay people until somebody close in their family is gay, and like, oh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't kill them. Yeah. Man, you guys yeah. are going to get a one star review out of all this political <laughs> talk. Yeah, don't get you know, started on this. Describing shit. things that happened. That's why this, there's some people right now who are like, this is why I only listen to the first 50 episodes of the uh, Bloody Bits. Yeah. Bobby, don't worry. We, I get enough of the, that shit. Be- believe me. Yeah, so <laughs> nobody takes me on this shit, so I get away scot free. <laughs> yeah. No, these guys are lucky. I put my contact info on. So, anyhow, uh, then. Her architect friend is like, hey, I'm going to go get the blueprints for your house because that'll help. Yeah. Well, because she tells him, you know, any kind of he's talking about knocking down walls and shit. Yeah. And she tells him, you know what? You you have carte blanche, but you don't have a blank check. Yep. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as it's for free. Yeah. Whatever you're willing to do for free. I'm you cool have a blank it. check as long as you don't write a blank check. 
Tim, you're going to love this. I have taken to the tact of whenever my bosses at, at, at any job ask me for anything, I tell them, yeah, it's sure it's possible with enough time and money. And they <laughs> anything's fucking... possible enough with time and money, yeah, yeah. And, I and mean, I, one day I, I could marry Je- Jennifer Lopez with Tim, enough time and money, right? Tim, when I worked at NASA, I used to say that, and then I'd say, "Hell, we put a guy on the moon." <laughs> Hell, we, fuck that shit. We fucking shot shit out to Mars. Come on, and they man. all uh, they all side eyed each other. Ah, oh, they hated that shit. Anyhow, and like, oh wait a second, so, we can't give up the scam. We can't tell them it's homie, not true. So yeah, we got to keep them all yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't want to. They don't want. By the to way, show the moon me. is flat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, flat mooners. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm a step ahead of everybody good. else. All like, oh, Earth's round, the but the moon flat. is flat. Yeah, everything else is flat. The Earth is the only round thing. The universe is flat. <laughs> so, uh, oh my God, is this live? <laughs> yeah, because I I was looking at. Twitter because I got a message that I someone what had messaged me. Live. What do you mean, yeah, what's no, 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 no. This listen to this. Listen live. to this. This is bizarre. Okay, because I, you, you know, know, I put my shit post. Twitter this whole time. No, I just happened to check it because I had my phone open. So, because I was yeah, trying nice to find that, this. I was trying to find that song because I'm like, I swear to God, I did not imagine it, but I'm not finding it anywhere. You so did. maybe I did imagine it. But uh, so you know, I put my shit post about the Beyond being the best Giallo movie ever made. And someone mm-hmm. put on here, do not entry. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so, no, we're not. This is not being live streamed. But, but I was like, that's bizarre. So, how how did whoever's listening to this right now, it might, well, might as well I'll, be live for them. But. Well, I'll tell you what's even more bizarre is when the guy, uh, the architect, gets struck by some inside lightning. <sighs> Because he's flipping it's like through the, the fucking omen, right? He's flipping through the yeah. blueprints book and he finds the blueprint for the Hellgate. Yeah, he which finds is pretty the phenomenal for Hellgate London, which uh, should have been a better game than it was. And he gets struck by indoor lightning, falls you off the, the ladder. Get off the ladder before you start reading a book. Idiot. Man, somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> Yo, Bobby, let me tell you, as soon as I read that in the opening scroll of this movie, I was like, oh, come on. Palpatine's in this universe, too? Jesus Christ. That fucker gets around. I think the problem is he was planning on finger painting in the book. And then he's like, oh, painter, he's got to fall off a ladder. (laughs) So he falls down and then just gets assaulted by library tarantulas. You got to watch out for those. Eddie, you have uh, a tarantula, don't you? Mm -hmm. Are they uh, noisy? Like, did, are they constantly making no, like uh, screeching noises? They are completely <laughs> silent. And a follow-up question: Do they walk by flopping back and forth? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> oh, you got hey, one of those fancy tarantulas. By the way, follow-up question on that: I've had cats, I've had dogs, I've had rats, I've had lizards, beans, I've greens, had tomatoes, potatoes, all sorts of pets. I've only had one pet in my entire life that never n- nipped or bit me. Guess what it was? Tarantula. Man, so we've slandered the tarantula in this movie. Poor tarantulas. I'm well, these aren't regular have... tarantulas, though. These were sent from hell. That's true. They these are Satan tarantulas. tarantulas. True. Bear in mind, anything true. that happens in this movie was sent from hell. It doesn't have to follow the rules. It does follow hell logic. That's true. I. You know what? I apologize. Fun <laughs> no, scene, No harm though, done, Eddie. Of them picking this dude... 
his entire face apart. It's so gross. They oh, like it's eat so his long. Oh and my we see God, like it's they so pull fun, the though. they pull the latex off his nose. Yeah, they rip <laughs> yeah. off his rubber lips that then he got go, at the Halloween surplus store. They go for the soft palate. Yeah, they eat his eyeballs. Of they course, tear an eyeball, eyeball out. That was good. Uh, then the fun tongue kiss. And you hear them going num 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 while they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're very noisy. Yeah. Then the camera pans over to the blueprints that were written with disappearing ink. <gasps> Satan, you joker. Uh, no, damn just, you, Satan. And I shook my fist at the screen. Damn you. He's just You've really into again. spy movies. Well, he watched. He was, he was really hoping David Warbeck was going to get that Bond role, so he was getting him ready. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Mister Bond, I've got some disappearing ink that that activates after sixty years after the fucking building. Yeah, just do this to begin with, you fucking idiot, ghost. What the fuck? <laughs> he takes the word beyond. He starts shuffling letters around. It says, "Ye Bond, ye Bond, <laughs> ye Bond." <laughs> No, I can't take an Asian so, bond. No, not my bond. <laughs> so then John goes to visit Emily, but we find out her house is abandoned and decrepit. No one's lived there for 50 years. Gotta call the ghost hunters. Yeah. So, But instead he does a B&E, and he finds <laughs> out that this bitch stole Lisa's fucking book. <laughs> That's his line when he gets back. Yeah, this bitch like, stole your book. Hey, that bitch stole your book. <laughs> so he takes a peek and he finds out that the seven sealed gateways to hell are concealed in seven cursed places. Yeah, and at this point, we, the viewer, have heard this about three times. Nineteen we're, times. We're like, yeah, we minimum. got it, dude. All right. Yeah. So then we cut to Martha, the sour-faced maid. She pops by 36 to tidy up. Of course. Martha's face... Doesn't she know to stay out of this fucking room by now? She's never been in there, Tim. It's been locked this whole time. That's why they, her and Arthur were looking for the keys. Yeah, that's why he was sweating so bad. Yeah. that's a, He's looking for the, the key to this room? Yes. Okay. Or the key to hell. Who knows? <laughs> so she finds the bathtub. That the kid from Gummo was eating spaghetti in. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she I'm looking at the scene right now where she's sticking a fucking hand in that water. Like, fuck you. No way I'm sticking my hand in that water without a gun. No, she just like, dude, she's fucking ride or die. She just like tucks that up. And then, like anything you can do, I can do better. Sticks her she hand pulls down out in a there. Big wad of pubic hair that's been clogging the tub. Oh, come on, pulls out this giant hairball, and the wouldn't tub be an issue if you manscaped. Exactly. It wouldn't be promo code. No, no, it could 20. be an issue if you manscaped in the tub. Yep. And you know what she does in this scene, guys? What's that? She pulls up the plug for Soda Pie Joe. He'd been buried a long time ago. Where did he come from and where did he oh, go? No. <laughs> where did he come from, Soda Pie Joe? Look at the guy coming out of the tub. Like, Wait, is that fucking Joe the plumber? Wait, how the fuck did this cocksucker get here? It is He's Joe back. the plumber. Tim, that's why I did the Cotton Eye Joe joke. I don't think Tim knows what you Cotton Eye it? Joe is. Tim, you've never heard Cotton Eye Joe? Nope. Uh, there was a very popular song in like 1990. It was this uh, yeah. 
Swedish electronic band called yeah. Rednecks with an X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look that up sometime. There's a they had a hit song called Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Off their and album so, uh Sex and Violins. And so my joke was the lyrics of that song, but referencing um what the situation is in this movie. Because it's all very close stuff. Thank you. <laughs> so Joe with his eyes sewed up pops up out of the tub, walks up to Martha, grabs her face, and ram jams oh, the mm. back of her head into a, a wall nail. Like a Michael Myers move. It's another And this an- nail is not long enough to go through her head and poke the eye out. But okay. no. It, it was the pressure built up. You know what though? Yeah, yeah. Bobby, you are so right. This is a, a Michael Myers move. Doesn't he do that to a nurse 100%. in one of those sequels? Uh, yeah, he probably did it in like a Halloween Kills again or something. I thought it might have been like an H2O move or something. I don't know. Yeah. Tonight, uh, evil gets nailed. Tonight, no. evil nails you from behind. So, <laughs> well, this was Halloween. another. This was another. Uh, Another example of the fact that at no point does she use her hands to try to defend herself. Like, it's bad as arms away. (laughs) But you'll get used to that. You'll be seeing that a lot, Tim. Well, if you looked at Joe when he got out of the tub, though, like, only his face had deteriorated. He was still plenty strong because his skin wasn't even bad. But she never didn't see. But she never moves her arm. She, She doesn't even attempt to try to fight him off. Yeah. There's like Do like a three stooges thing. Put your hand up in front of your eyes so you can't poke your eyes out. Come on. Oh, yeah. Put the, <laughs> like a shark fin between yeah. on the bridge of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That, three stooges <laughs> in the beyond? I'd love that. Fucking toilet oh, dump this man. guy. Come on. You can't see. <laughs> She's giving Joe a swirly. <laughs> I'll show nah, you, motherfucker. <laughs> doesn't work out for her, though, because she dies. So then John heads over to the morgue to take a gander at the body that they found in the basement. And he, he checks out one of the wrists, got a big hole in it from where it was uh, stigmated to a wall. And the other one has got that symbol. It's got that bad tattoo mm. that Fulci's <laughs> daughter got when she was over in the West. Where's that? T- uh, yeah, where's that tattoo, by the way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, Tim. Then he uh, he recognizes it as a symbol from the book in an entry about the gates of hell opening and the dead walking the earth when there's no more room in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I thought of, yes. Yeah. So then we peek back in on Emily in her house, and her house is all like dope again. Cool. Bobby... The Emily House scenario. What's going on here? What's your What's your theory on this? Well, we, we, as we know, uh, Emily is not a regular person. Mm-hmm. So much like you know, when you're going through the haunted mansion and like that that ballroom or the big dining area looks like shit, but every once in a while it looks nice and everybody's dancing. Okay. Just when when Emily inhabits the place, it goes back to normal. But if she steps out of the place, it turns back into an abandoned building. Hmm. Okay. 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 So, so when it, she wants to come by and just you know play the movie score on the piano, like it, it turns back into a nice place again. 
Yeah. So kind of like, a little bit like The Shining, right? Uh, <laughs> when he when Jack is shining, it's a it's a fancy hotel with the bartender. Everybody else uh-huh. is an abandoned hotel. Exactly. Gotcha. So she's chilling out, and all of a sudden, her organ starts playing with itself. And uh, she freaks out. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. So she freaks out and starts uh, hunting around to see who's there. And as she does, we see this corpse looming in the background. Oh, man. And then she trips um, because she's blind and can't see very well. <laughs> My glasses. Well, Eddie, it's incredible. It's spooky because that's exactly the fucking scene I'm watching right now. She just touched the guy's feet. Yeah, yeah. She touches a guy's foot and she freaks out. She's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And then she, she gets up. It, it reminds me yeah. of that uh, Helen Keller joke: how to Helen, how to Helen Keller's parents punish her? They rearrange her bedroom. Oh no! See, Candace, the one I heard is they left yeah. the plunger in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Or they put doorknobs all over the place. <laughs> That's really cruel. To a disabled no, they look. There's some people who think that the we didn't land on the moon, and there's some people who think that Helen Keller was a fake. So, oh, that's uh, Mike's wife. That... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't yeah. want to say better. I think <laughs> Helen Keller faked the moon landing. Yeah, Helen Keller did not land on the moon. That's true. She has I, a good can... point because, again, you know what? She has the same point that people who think that we never land on the moon have the same thing. Nothing like that has ever happened again since. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point, Tim. Uh, we've also never had an ice age since the first one. So how so do we know it happened? Happen. That's right. It's a good on, point. Or we're supposed to just believe scientists? Fuck out of yeah. here. What Tim, do they know? Those idiots. How many memes uh, have they made? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did yeah, scientists-, good scientists make good memes? Come on, man. Yeah, they didn't discover Pepe. They only have Neil deGrasse Tyson who tells you that whatever uh, event you want to go view on the moon doesn't matter. You know, it was funny because wasn't he cool for a while because he was doing all that shit? And then all of a sudden, because he was doing that shit, he became uncool. Well, then he got a sexual assault allegation and turned into an asshole. Really? Yeah, Yeah, that was rough. And now, and now he's kind of trying to, he's trying to make the news as often as possible with his naysaying, so you don't think about the allegations. Yeah, because uh, some broad Jesus had a tattoo of the universe on her, and he was like, "I'm gonna crash on Uranus or something." It was really weird. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, so then uh, she, yeah, so she falls down. She gets surrounded by the dead. Not just the dead, but it's literally the people who've died in this movie so far. Yeah, it's all of the people who've died. In Everybody. Movie. Thank you. Everybody. It, it, the painter's there. Yeah, Martin's um, there with his spider bites. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, Arthur, who died off screen, he's there. He's hanging out. <laughs> I guess he drowned or something because he's wet. Is he dead? Yeah. Because he comes back later on. And he doesn't look like he's dead, right? Well, He's there's newly... a there's a weird thing with Arthur and Martha because we have one like throwaway line of dialogue that implies that they might be like Emily. That's what I thought ah. the situation was. That's why she didn't know where they came from. They just kind of came with the hotel. She doesn't yeah. know anything about these guys. Again, like American Horror Story, right? With and that, I think uh, with that think, redhead hot maid. I feel like I don't Emily, care what you say. She's um, a, she's a hot maid. Hey, I, she's a hot maid. 
No one was okay, arguing we've with established you, Tim. That, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one hot minute. American Horror Story for season one, but go ahead. Yes, I, I have. I know what but... you're talking about. It's the fact that she so that... turns into an old woman. Yeah. That's what she really so got she, hot. She... Yeah, that's what I meant. She's really hot, yeah. But anyway. Like Francis, um, come on. And so I think, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole, if, if you read the comic book that comes with it, uh, there's a whole uh, sequence the video where game? Emily, Martha, and Arthur all had to spring themselves from hell to try and keep this gate from opening. Mm, okay. So they're outside. They, while they don't the strictly adhere to Earth's rules, they, you know, they, uh, they are still obviously, as we've seen, killable. Ooh, so that's why that guy's sweating so much because he's really in hell. Because <laughs> he's still yeah. feeling the heat. This, so they're like spawn rules. They're one yeah. foot in, one foot out. Exactly. Okay. And I think that everything, applies to all three of them. Everything goes back to spawn. So then, uh, yeah. Todd McFarlane, you hack. <laughs> I mean, he's terrible for more reasons than being a hack. But yeah. Oh, God. I Is he another one Wait, what did he do? Yeah, it's oh my god! It's like everybody we talk about has done something horrible. No, no, he didn't do. I don't know that he's done anything terrible. I'm just saying he's not talented. Oh, okay, That's gotcha. All I'm saying. Oh. God damn. No, he's talented in making people pay seven hundred bucks for a fucking doll. Yeah, it was like he makes a hell of an action figure. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, because all you have to do is put muscles on muscles. Uh, so you know who you know who would love him as Vince McMahon. So uh, then she she slumps down in the corner and she sends Dickie out to attack. To protect her. And we, we don't see it, but we hear Dickie attacking all of these monsters. And, no, he's only he's, attacking one, it. Bobby. This is what I was thinking. There's only one guy that he's fucking attacking. Why are the fucking other yeah. ones just standing there and watching this shit? What the fuck can a dog do? Um, I'm sorry. A, I love dogs. A... Dogs are great. Even though I'm more of a cat person. Tim. But come on. This dog fucking sucks. Tim, were you sad because this dog's dead? Yes, I was, Candace. I swear to God. <laughs> I have written down. I have written down. You know what? Even if I watch Casablanca today, I can still think that at least there's one person that's still alive who's connected to this movie, but none of the animals that were shown in that movie are alive. <laughs> now, maybe there's no animals in Casablanca, but, it, you know, the theory holds. Yeah. But uh, through now, the language of cinema, it is implied that Dickie fends off all these zombie people. Yeah. And, um,. And then, but but get this though, guys. Uh oh, he comes back wearing an NWO T-shirt. <laughs> that dog's a heel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he won't heal because he's a heel. He was the third man. Tim, Tim, that's a very good joke. Yeah, Thank it was good. You, good, that was sir. good. Thank you, good sir. She tells him to heal, and he pulls a heel turn, rips out her throat, eats her face. It's pretty gross. And Ghost Emily's dad again. Yeah. And prior uh, to that happening, when she was panicking about the ghost, she kept yelling, I won't go back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, how we, yeah. we never explain it, but we do imply that she, you know, when that book burst into flames in the prologue, she died. And yeah. uh, right. you know, her eyes went blind because she has gazed upon hell. And, uh, yeah, and at I some point, I guess, pretty... plotted a grand escape. I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah, I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm, not, just a, I'm not a very yeah, out for the layman. That. I'm not a very bright person, but I'm below the layman. But I still got that. Yeah, I don't really understand when things are implied in movies. No, I did. You get guys that. don't understand. Yeah. Our, our, our listeners Sympathy are even Lady Vengeance hater. 
our listeners are even stupider than that. So thank you, Bobby, for pointing it out. They're they're the worst. I I do like that the, they did smear jelly on the dog's head to make it look like <laughs> it was injured. That that it, I appreciate. I mean, it was peanut butter. butter. Hey, I just yeah. assume that they actually fucked that dog up. It is an Italian movie. That's true. So then we cut back to John trying to call Lisa. No answer. She's in the basement. She finds a lantern. And then Arthur pops up and he tries to drag her into the water. She kicks him in his head, runs upstairs, and she accidentally runs into John, who was trying to call her. So he must have been pretty close when he was trying to call her. <laughs> suppose so, yeah. No problem. Uh, he's like, look, stop with your fucking nonsense. <laughs> Crazy I went woman. to that house that you told me where Emily lived at. It's been abandoned for 50 years. By the way, thanks for leaving that book you said she stole there. I read it. Now, what happened? She's like, oh, Arthur's down there. He uh, scratched me all up. She And dude's like, yeah, let's go find yeah, out me. about it. Nutty broad. They go downstairs. No Arthur. No cuts on the leg. He's like, listen, what's going on? She's like, well, I guess I'm crazy. And he goes, yeah, or else, who are you really? Oh my! And God. if you think they answer that question, they don't. Yeah, that <laughs> that part threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, what does that have to do I, with yeah. anything? <laughs> I no, for real, Kevin. I was, I was like, holy shit, there's gonna be a gigantic fucking reveal here, right? Oh my God, it's gonna change the whole fucking movie. I think yeah. you forget about it. Bear in yeah. mind, he was doing a lot of shit on the fly with no script, so he probably was going to have that payoff and then forgot about yeah. it. <laughs> I got a great idea. I'll figure out the rest of it tomorrow, though. It's fun. I mean, it's a fun little twist, right? Because <laughs> she could have been like... she, know. Like, she was tied to the house. She was from the past, and she yeah. just doesn't remember it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you could have done yeah, something. Yeah, like a real Twilight Zone mannequin thing with the third floor thing. Shit, yeah. Yeah, but instead what they do is the move of like, Everybody, we have to evacuate now, a la, like, fucking Metroid, because there's an earthquake and the building's going to collapse, right? That's so why they you run... sell this fucking place as fast as you can hit. Because either the levee's going to fucking break, you're already got a fucking flooded basement, which is going to cost you a ton of fucking money and plumbing Tim, repair. Sell this fucking a... hotel. Tim, that's not a flooded basement. Tim, you dig a gully on either side of this shit, and then a river runs under it. You've just got the hotel on a river. I think it's part of the Underground Railroad. Sell that shit. Make it a fucking historical fucking monument. By the way, I never knew hell was this wet. Did the hell dimension just leaks <laughs> it is water? It's there. Hey, -oh. hey. <laughs> I mean, it's hell for your husband. Yeah. But what in the wet yeah. hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think there's just like a wet bandit scenario going on in hell? Oh, they man. broke their way out and they left the Daniel Stern's on. hanging out next to Satan, going, "All the great ones leave their mark, right?" Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, part of Chuck Palahniuk's damn series. <laughs> so we get some more indoor lightning and in, in the earthquake. They get blood on them. They that's get fun. the fuck out of there. And John's like, "We better go back to the hospital." Like, why? Sure. Well, for the movie, they hit the <laughs> hospital up. They only have three sets. Come on. And then she starts noticing that she's bloody in the hospital. And I'm like, all right, well, okay. Then the wall behind them just breaks open. Like you thought it was a wall and it shatters like glass and it's full of <sighs> yeah. zombies. All right. Again, uh, I'm sorry. It's just 
There's nothing frightening about these zombies. They don't look no. gross at all. Uh, no. The other one, I don't know, the main zombie, to me, it looks like it's like just fucking paper mache on somebody's face. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> and, gross or frightening but, about these zombies. And they walk the way, like Tim with... did through the D&D campaign. Yeah, that's true. I didn't walk. You had to drag me. Yeah. But by the way, this is Fulci directing a zombie movie, right? This is Fulci with zombies. You shoot in their head and then they're done. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating watching this because he figures as they're running through, he, he, he goes and gets a gun out of his office. The gun just yeah. pops up. Yeah. This is a, out of no like fucking video way. Game. This gun is there he, on a he fucking hit X by, the, desk. by the desk, and a gun popped he, up in the he air. He gets his medical <laughs> revolver out. Is the note yeah. I have. That's how you protect all the hospitals. Arm every doctor and nurse. Did you notice? Did anybody else think that the zombie grabbing uh, Liza's head looked like Brad Dourif? <laughs> yeah, I, I I get that. I know who you're talking about. I agree. Good. Anyhow, he he starts just fucking blasting Ala Danny DeVito. This no, and, like, hold on, this gets me so pissed off because this is the dumbest motherfucking cocksucker ever in a zombie movie. Oh, because, it gets worse in a second. Yeah, I, yeah, he just keeps getting worse and worse over and over again. He has a fucking revolver, so there's six shots. Okay, and yes. at one point I count thirteen fucking shots off before he fucking <laughs> puts something in the front of the gun. By the way, in the middle, yeah, yeah. puts in the barrel, not even the fucking chambers. He he shoots he him in that the out, fucking um, heart. He points that out in the commentary that you know, David Warbeck didn't know shit about guns. So right as they're getting <laughs> on the elevator, right before the door, doesn't closes, know shit you about counting. Him. You, you know, can see him about to... guns. Counting is all you need to know. You can see him trying to reload his gun by dropping his bullets down the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a fucking musket from 1812. Yeah. But I, I got to put gunpowder in there. Hold on. I got to pull out my stick. On but the DVD he keeps shooting these fucking zombies straight in the fucking heart, which is a great right. fucking shot, by the way. All right? Because he gets like three of them right in the heart. Nothing stops him. Then he starts shooting them in the shoulder. Nothing stops him. Then he shoots one of them in the head. Bang! Zombie drops. What am I going to do to the next zombie? Let me shoot him in the heart. Let me shoot him in the arm. Let me shoot him in the stomach. Oh, let me shoot him in the head. Over and over again. And and you think he'd pick it up eventually, but no, he just keeps doing the same sequence over and over and over again. Yeah. So, Bobby, you were mentioning in the commentary... Oh, uh, that uh, Warbeck, uh, you know, he recorded this commentary two weeks before he died. And so he's in terrible shape, And he, but he's still like, he's cackling at how stupid he looks as an action hero. <laughs> That's good. It's a pretty great commentary to watch where he's like, watch, watch, watch this. Did you see that? Watch. I dropped the bullets down the barrel of the car. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no one's, him, no one's instructing me. No one's giving me any directions. Somebody puts some fucking bullets into the gun through the fucking muzzle. This is funny. Oh, man. Yeah, he runs out of ammo. He reloads, locks himself in a room. Then Lisa pops up by the morgue, and uh, we we find Jill, the little girl. She's been hiding in the autopsy uh, theater. Like what? Yeah. How did she get there? And I was like, you know what? They someone Candace, tried to when adopt. When your parents her? are dead and there's nobody Hell who logic. will take care of you, you go to the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. I you just, just wait assume that it's your turn. I just assumed that they were like, oh, God, she's blind and she's ginger. No, this isn't going to work. And they just brought her back. Yeah, you can dye your hair without her knowing it, so it's okay. 
and shave her head. <laughs> Fine. Uh, and then she she's cowering. She can 20 pounds missing. Yeah. Then she, she's cowering and crying. And then she pops up, looks at the camera, and uh-oh, she's got weird eyes. Uh, but we already knew that. Right. Mm-hmm. In case you missed it. For those of us that just joined the movie. <laughs> In case you forgot the first time, she is possessed. So that's fine. John, he reloads up the barrel uh, and then finds his buddy Harris. And they start blasting some more and figure out that the headshots are working. Then when he shoots out the window. <laughs> he gets his buddy killed. Yeah. No, no, his buddy gets himself killed because where he was standing was perfectly safe. He's like, hey, let me go stand in front of this window. Yeah. Let me stand in front of a window that's got like a crazy amount of air pressure behind it so that if I shoot the glass out of it, the glass will projectile like darts that will go through my skull. Okay. Go right through my fucking skull. Embedded into the wall. It's pretty great. It's so it stupid. It's very. It it's, looks it, great. It's stupid. It doesn't work in any realm or whatever hell you're right. living in. But it's a great shot. It makes no sense, but it's great because it does just fly out and just chop Harris's fucking face to shreds. <laughs> the mannequin of Harris. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not the real actor that played Harris. That's a that's a good point, Bobby. He that actor is still alive. It oh, is right, an Italian right, right. movie, so we don't know for sure. That's that's true. Yeah, I mean, they might have killed the dog and killed uh, Harris. So then uh, he uh, John. And ends then there's up a whole the website called "Does Harris Die?" You can check each movie. Mm, Schrodinger's <laughs> Harris. It depends upon what cut of the movie you get. So John ends up back in the morgue. And blasts little Jill zombie in the face. That's a hell of a moment because little Jill tries to choke slam Liza, and he just turns and like quick draws like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah he finally yeah. gets a fucking idea: shoot these fucking things in the head. And goddamn, yeah. what an effect! Yeah, this is a fucking watermelon getting fucking hit. Oh, this yeah. is Gallagher. Because the whole front of his dummy explodes, and then like it rocks like when you're boxing a an inflatable clown. And uh, oh, no. and, See, I had and the goo there. on the inside yeah. flops out of the opening when it moves forward. I'm like, oh, it looks that's... really good. And they only uh, they cut it so short so that you you don't linger on it long enough for it to look real uh, janky. Yeah. See, the other problem I have with this is why is why is this? I think it's really just any time moves. Why is the blood so watery? Well, it was because they had uh, Arthur go get it. <laughs> yeah, because, he's like, sweating all over. <laughs> he's blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, gotcha. I would say it's because they had to uh, water it down, Tim. Like when you, you know, when you go to a shitty bar and you order some shots. Look, maybe yes, maybe to get pants of sensors or whatever the uh, the MPPA, whatever it is over there. But no. I mean. Eh, eh. It's they, just too watery Tim, for me. I, I could put up with more like Dawn of the Dead. The fucking blood was orange, but it had viscosity to it. It had some texture yeah. to it. This one's just saying, too much like Tim, water. Tim, they could afford five gallons of fake blood, but they needed seven gallons. So True. you got to okay, gotcha. pour a little water in it, you know? I had to cut it like cocaine. Yeah, you got to make it stretch. You put a little uh, uh, baby laxative in it. Uh, so <laughs> then uh, they... They've, so they've blown away little poor little Jill. 
and they try to escape. Yeah, her we parents see... were dead. It was a mercy yeah. kill. That's fine. Yeah, but she's, paid on, a... she's living in the fucking morgue, so come on. Wendy's paid tribute for years by putting holes in their patties. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this one's only got one hole. Yeah. So... <laughs> They uh, they they find uh, Spike Zombie again. He just makes a little a quick cameo, quick run in, and now he looks <laughs> again fried. Yeah, he's he's not looking so good. No, he's been he's breaded. Been, yeah, he's he's got a, a thin he's tempura battered. batter. Absolutely, tempura Spike. Tempura Spike. Yeah, he's crispy. You know what? He he'd go good with a nice little uh, hot mustard. Oh yeah. Uh, so the but then they escape. Down a spiral staircase. Uh, they go for into me, the all right, this is one of the best of the, parts of the movie, too. Yeah, they try to go into the basement of the hospital. Mm-hmm. But they don't end up in the basement of the hospital. Well, where do they end up? They end up in the basement of the hotel. How is this possible? Magic. <gasps> See, with all the shit that, hap- that happens in this movie, if I was in this movie, this would be the part where I go, oh, fuck, this is fucked up. <laughs> and now you're like, hey, something's yeah. wrong. Guys. Now you're like, wait. For real, all the shit. For, like I said, this is one of my favorite, favorite parts of the fucking movie. When oh, they yeah. go down that fucking staircase and they end up in that fucking yeah. basement where it all started. It is a complete like, oh, they are fucked moment. You're yeah. like, there's yeah. no getting out. They've lost. But then they they get it, too. Like, they get that they're fucked because they look around for a minute. Then they see that hole in the wall. And there's nowhere else to go, because if they go upstairs, it's a bunch of zombies, and they can't get in the water, you know, so like, well, we guess we'll go through there. And then, just like at the end of The Void and Prince of Darkness, they make a self-righteous sacrifice of themselves to save the world by walking through the hole in in the wall. Right, Candace? Yeah, exactly. This, this is where I put in my notes. Do you see now why I was likening this to the void? And this is where I put in my notes. In the basement to see what was going on, but <laughs> they wouldn't have rushed into the hell. Do you see how it but... is absolutely not like that? So <laughs> swear to they God. walk into the portal. Their eyes change. Well, they they first they, they try to run forward into this new vast wasteland, which yeah. we immediately recognize as the same barren wasteland that was depicted in the painting at the beginning. Speak for yourself. I didn't realize that until they fucking pulled out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. well, fair enough. But you know, they they so, try yeah. running one way, and they're like, "This it's it's just endless. It goes nowhere." So they try to turn back and go back into the hole, but. When they turn around, it's the exact same view again. There is no that's hotel anymore. There is no gone. hospital. They're just this is in forever. this expanse. And that's when they spin back around and both of their eyes had gone. And we hear the uh, the voiceover go, and you will face the sea of darkness and all therein that may be explored as the choir sings us out. La, 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 la. Um, bit of trivia. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Candace. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, that's one of the reasons it reminded me of The Void is because it's a man and a woman and they're holding hands walking through this hellscape that they can't escape from. Fair enough. I can, okay. I can see that similarity. Uh, 
the uh, the trivia I wanted to point out though was the way they did this. They were out of money at this point. That's why we didn't do the amusement park or anything. They're like, we can reenact the painting though. Uh, as far as extra work goes for the bodies that are on the ground, they literally went outside to the uh, the, the derelicts, the street people, the unhoused that they could find. Mm-hmm. They gathered up a bunch of those guys and said, "Bottle of booze for anybody who wants to play dead for an hour." Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! You know, I and had so a all of those Where am I when they fucking are, get that offer? Right. Mm-hmm. Those, so those are all. Um, yeah, I mean, the wording they used in the explanation was "winos" at the time, but those are all uh, street folks uh, yeah. laying very still, getting covered in like you know cloth and tarps and dirt and dust and stuff, pretending to be Damn. the bodies from the painting. Yeah, and, it's, uh, they just it's a cheap handed effect, everybody it, a bottle on the way out. It's effective. Like it's a it's a oh yeah effective visual. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, hey, that's kind of like a UA ball hiring real prostitutes to play prostitutes. So, hey, you know, they know yeah. they know how to act like one. But uh, like, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you two hours to drink this bottle of liquor, and then we're gonna film. So just lay there. <laughs> Some of those guys yeah. won't be able to hold still after that. But uh, yeah, and I love that. Not only do their eyes go white, and we hear that quote, but then their bodies vanish. Yep. Because now they are just Yes, yeah, so you have of... written down back in basement, then I have written down, huh? Then I have written down <laughs> eyes, and then I have written down again, huh? That's, that's pretty much uh, the description of the end. That's about it, yeah. That's the end of the movie. So, Bobby. Sir. Thank you so much for bringing us the beyond. Is there anything that you would like people to pay attention to on the internet? Well, if uh, for some reason, after all my appearances on the show, you uh, are not familiar with who I am, maybe you're a new listener to uh, the Bloody Bits Horror Show, my home turf is the Grind Bin. Uh, grindhousefilm.com, uh, at GrindPod on Twitter, and anywhere you look for, just Google us. Just type Grind Bin into something. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to to Eddie, Tim, and Candace, you're familiar with the Grind Bin. That's where they all met yep. each other. I would hope so. We all we all came from that show. So and they like, just if you don't know if you don't know if you don't know a mother and father. Fuck you. Come on. We, and they just yeah, celebrated their three hundredth episode. episode. Our milestone three hundredth yeah, episode with oh my special God. guests. Yeah, with special guests. Yeah, right. exactly. And what a film that was. <laughs> yep. and, and it was the movie three hundred. And this, right. this iteration of the Bloody Bits would not have been possible without the Grindbin Discord. It's true. Because that's it's where right. we all met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you can get a hold of the Grindbin Discord by going to patreon.com slash grindbin for as little as $2 you a month. Can. You can get involved in that and all of our other mini bin shenanigans. And yeah, you that's can, two yeah. bucks you spend. It's Thank very true. Yeah. Spend more money on them. Fuck that and spend more money on our show. God yeah. damn it. That's right. If you're going to yeah. support two shows, make these two of them. Yes, split that's the difference. Give yeah. each of us a hundred bucks a month. That's right. There you go. Remember, we don't exactly. get paid. Come on, Elon Musk. <laughs> you love free speech. Give us some money so we can free speech. Exactly. Candace, what about you? What do you think people should look at and pay attention to on the internet? Well, uh, I finally, that episode of Everything I Learned from Movies about the first Pokemon oh. movie, it is live now. It is up. All right. So now you can finally listen to it and listen to me explain Skip 30 seconds, which version of the movie I watched 30 seconds. (laughs) You watched the wrong movie, Uh, Candace? No, I watched the right movie. I watched the Japanese version. They watched the American and they're very different. Oh my God. So you were actually somebody on their own podcast, weren't you? Come on. I mean, they were actually in the Japanese version, which is the truest version of Pokemon. <laughs> I'll give her that one, Tim. 
That'd be like if we did a podcast on Old Boy and they watched the American remake. Oh God! Can, you know what? Can we do that? That should be a bonus. Let's do the original no. Old Boy, and then right after that, do the one with the, oh. who's that guy? Um, uh, James Brolin. Yeah, the other the yeah, other James horror show Brolin. they did that. They call it Booter Reboot. Ugh, <laughs> it's when they movie. watch the original and they watch the reboot and they say which one's better. No, <laughs> okay. No, in case I haven't said this enough, my wife, who's Korean, we watched the remake <laughs> together. Okay, mm-hmm. and when they get to that hallway fight scene, my mm-hmm. wife said, "This is the American remake. Why does nobody have a gun?" And I went, "Exactly. Yeah. It makes sense in Korean because, like I told you, in Korean nobody yeah. really has a in Korean nobody really yeah. has a gun. Right. It's baseball bats and knives, right? They, they just grab their yeah. sticks. Yeah, and old boy in the Korean version, that fight scene is incredible. It's not a hundred percent plausible." But as soon it's as fun. my wife said in Jay's Brolin, after he hits the first guy, he's like, how buddy, How come nobody else has a fucking gun yeah. in this entire gang? I'm like, oh, Very Jesus stupid. Yep. yep. No, that's a stupid movie to remake. Tim, what, what should people pay attention to on the internet? Uh, besides a grind band, our show, and eventually when Daniel gets off his fucking lazy ass and starts making more shows again, <laughs> uh, I would Daniel. just say pornography. Watch porn? <laughs> yeah. Any yeah, specific sure. kind of porn? Uh, look, whatever porn you're into, if you're into that stuck porn, if you're into that step porn, or just like regular boring porn that doesn't even have a fucking story anymore, come on. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't feel like you're getting one over on the woman, like they're stuck or they're a step-sibling. You know what I want to see? I really, all right. Here we go. I'm almost <laughs> tempted to like go no. on Pornhub and type in the gay porn and see if there's any gay stuck porn, if that's a thing in the gay porn community. Ah. I'm sure it is, Tim. I don't I'm think sure. it is. I don't think it is. I bet you. I'm sure I it's whatever isn't. everybody else is into. They've got their own fucking version of it, Tim, because I, people uh, are horny. Queer person here. Uh, no, I have not seen any. Yeah, see, yeah, I think it's it's a strictly. I think okay. it was like something that Eddie said before. Is you have to not only do you oh have to have gosh. sex with a woman, you don't. have to trick her. You have to get one over. Her. Well, you're don't. the one that said you need an. Tim angle. has discovered the underlying misogyny of most porn. <laughs> And Candace, uh, I'm old enough that it was okay back then. You needed an angle to get, uh, you know, pick up the chicks. Jesus Christ, dude. It's so you disturbing to Come me. on. That's so it's, disturbing. All right. Today would be called like peacocking. You need something like to work your way into a conversation. Damn. That's uh, what I'm saying. That I'm saying that's a terrible thing. Hey, Eddie, during that, could you just have the Beyond music start increasing yeah. the volume over? Yeah. La, 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 we'll just play la, la, the Beyond la, la, music, la, 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 la. and uh, I think Fuck that you, Spotify. you should go to uh, patreon.com slash bloodybits if you want to hear more of uh, Tim's opinions on pornography, uh, as well as our bonus episodes, access to the Blood Bank with over 3,000 different pieces of media content mm-hmm. that are much like the Beyond uh, and maybe even including it, we'll see, as well as television shows and radio shows, Art Bell, yeah. radio shows. And I'm going to be Lights adding, out. I'm going to be adding horror movie soundtracks. Hell yeah. Wow. Oh, nice. Shit. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. So you should definitely and, and check look, that out. If you can't give us money, that's perfectly understandable because yep. not everybody yep. has like an extra two bucks to give away every month. Yeah. And if you for can't incredible do that, entertainment, but give us a review. And if you and if you've already given us a review or you don't feel like it, whatever, make a burner account. Do it again. 
No, go tell your friends. Go tell a random person. Just sit down next to somebody you don't know and tell them to listen to our show. I don't. I think this would get you put in jail if you just sat down next to somebody on the subway and like listen to this show. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of maybe. I don't know. It got nowadays you got to have an especially that wild beast episode. That's she's going to definitely get you put on a list. Actually, especially crimes of the future would get you in some trouble. Uh yeah, because it's kind of rough, and uh, I'll just leave it at that because this is how we'll end it. Goodbye. <laughs>